3D6 down the line. Hey everyone, welcome back to 3D6 down the line. It is the beginning of Delve 3, episode 43 of our Mega Dungeon Crawl of the Halls of Ardenville by Richard Barton using the old school essential system by Gavin Norman, otherwise known as Necrotic Gnome. My name is John. I am the referee for the evening and going around the horn. We have once again a full house. Hi, I'm Mike. I play Gorand, the fifth level dwarf. Hi, I'm David. I play Onweer, communer with the great flame, transporter of the party of doom, uh, <laughs> dealer of death to all. <laughs> the illusionist. <laughs> Uh, I, can't, I cannot top that. I'm Matt. I play Avaricios, the left end of Lycion, blah, 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 blah. He's a level six cleric and uh, kind of in above his head. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Everything is above a goblin's head. Uh, I'm Ted. I play Mortus J. Gobliano, level five goblin. And I'm, I'm actually very confident this is like where goblins belong. The deeper, the better. It's you humans and you dwarves that are in trouble. Uh, maybe not switch the dwarf, but definitely the humans. <laughs> uh, we have delved too greedily and too deep, and I'm ready for it. Did you short shrift your level, Ted? Level five. Oh, you said level five. Okay, yeah. Didn't I? I thought I'm I did. Sure. I'm Whichever. level five. All right, so yeah, uh, the bottom two folks on your screen there have risen up in level. We have a six level cleric and a fifth level goblin now. Um, and we are starting with delve three. See, unlike other actual plays out there, we don't have a prescribed beginning and end to seasons they're delves and delves begin and end according to the players actions which is definitely the case from last time uh due to on stepping into the flame and transporting the entire party to the place where he desired to go which was lady clementia's asylum wherever that just happened to be and we just that uh, caused the campaign to take a sudden right hand turn so we felt it was a good time to start a new delve um so a couple of changes uh, tech-wise, we have switched our VTT. We are no longer using Islebauer Rodeo. We are now using the whiteboard app known as Miro, and we are still getting used to it, but so far so good. Um, so you'll see that in action tonight when we start mapping. And the other update is that I changed the house rule, and my players are super pissed about it, but... You know what? They can suck it. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> basically, I, I had made a previous house rule that uh, upped the basic bonus for a shield to, to plus two AC when by the rules as written, it's actually plus one. I'm reverting that back to plus one. Um, but they still get the shield shall be splintered rule and the helmet uh, shall be splintered rule are still in effect. So, um, yeah, I just thought the plus two was a, a little too strong. Um, also, for shield for magic shields to ah. clarify what what's actually going to happen with magic bonuses is that um the shield a magic shield can be used to be um as a get out of jail free card like a splintered thing a number of times total that the bonus of the shield is before it's destroyed but that's up to the player right they don't ever have to use it if they don't want to right the magic um, bonus or it's total ac modification it's it's so it could be used once for just being a shield and then in addition, it can be used a number of times per its magic bonus. So a plus two shield could be used three times before it's okay. completely destroyed. Does Great. it eat does it eat up the bonus as you use it? No. Or does it keep your bonus? Okay. No, nope. it's just an additional to its bonus. It allows you that. So um, okay. but if you sunder it the third time, it's toast. It's toast, yeah. It's gone forever. Yeah. Okay. But that's your choice. Like you don't have to do that, right? Well, um, yeah. 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 Uh, so can you the, get it repaired? No. Nope, nope. Okay, nope. Okay. 
It's so, a good thing I don't have one. Um, you can. We forgot well, to pay for the pity and mercy upgrade on on our GM. You can certainly, you can certainly, like, you can get a normal shield repaired, but you and you could get a magic shield repaired, but it's like that's a whole nother level of skill, right? Um, so right. fair enough. So anyone who's using armor, which is a great deal of the party, needs to reduce their ACs by one. Um. Okay. okay, fools, you should have known better. Right. <laughs> we did delve too deep. Mort. <laughs> Mort, no, I don't want you to get damaged, Mort. I will protect you. <laughs> it is the first of Jelenios. Another perfect beginning to the delve um, is the start of a new month. Uh, Jelenios is equivalent to June in our world. doesn't mean squat with how deep they are in the dungeon right now. Um, it's about, <laughs> it's 4.10 p.m. And the only thing they know with relative certainty, is that they are in a place called Lady Clementia's Asylum. Do um, flowers grow around here? <laughs> they do not. Uh, okay. I, uh, if, if, if this were like a live stream or if I were a particularly unscrupulous uh, grifter, I'd say now is when the sports bets start that Delve 3 starts and ends tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's, what is the over under? Name a different Let's Play that has an entire season dedicated to one episode. <laughs> that would be, that would be We're amazing. really breaking the mold. Before I would do it too. Call, David, let me at least map the room. Sure. If, love if it. it's a TPK, love like next week, I'll big up graphics for Dell 4. It'll be on the whole thing. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I love it. I, love, I, hope we, I hope we stick to our guns on that because that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, okay, so a couple of of things to know when you dived in, I told you guys, um, and hopefully you took me up on it, that you wanted to refresh yourselves and everything that you knew about Marius Tricotor, um, who was uh, the husband of Lady Clementia, and he was the great Imperator, the great Archon that um, conquered uh, Ardenvul in the first place, way back in ancient history. Uh, so you had a book, and it was the book that Isocritus seemed to be um, looking at uh, when you entered the library back in the day, like the one that he had out open on the on the table, the deeds of Marius Tricotor. Um, and your discussion last session was, well, I, I guess it was mostly David's, conclu David's conclusion was that the association with Marius, Marius with the Imperial regalia, which is something that you guys are after. Um, uh, Lady Clemencia's asylum would be a good place to go because the uh, Isocritus's notes referred to the fact that perhaps that, that would dump you off like right by the tomb. Now, I just want to make it very clear to you that you guys, Isocritus and you have made the assumption, a good assumption, that the Imperial Regalia is in the tomb of Mars Tricodor. But you do, you should realize that you have no information at all that actually confirms that. Right? Yeah, David. I would just add one thing. Um, not just that the supposition was that the regalia might be in his tomb adjacent to the asylum, but that he specifically said they would like a person would cleanse themselves within her asylum, which to me implied there might be like a, a, a process prior to whatever might be involved in the tomb. Right. All, yeah. all speculation, but that, that was that was a big reason we came here. Instead of me just saying like, let's go straight to the tomb. Right? No, of course. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. your reasoning was solid. Yeah, and it was yeah. it wasn't Isocrates' right. words. It was the words in the book that he had highlighted, and then wrote, wrote marginalia to the side of. So the actual words in the book were those who wish to find solace in Lady Clementia's asylum and thereby cleanse themselves ere they enter the Imperator's presence. Mm. Heed well this sequence of colors. Right. 
and then it gave the the color sequence um uh black green i mean blue green black white red yellow Precisely. speaking of which is uh this is where you are standing right now so let's give the mm -hmm. dimensions of the room that you're in and we'll give her a little refresher of what you're actually dealing with it's a very very strange room so okay to the map to the map i'm mapping all right so ted just go ahead and take off that arrow for me uh oh okay, wait i, I think you. that's pointing to the exit we should keep that on there <laughs> yeah okay this no is... more arrow okay we have a nice little pc marker for everyone to see there um someone in the comments had asked for that and there you go all right so the room that you are in right now is Yarp. uh a oblong from east to west octagonal chamber roughly um not roughly exactly uh 50 feet east to west by 30 feet north to south however it is octagonal right okay hold on i think i know what you're saying let's switch to all right so is it something uh you got do, do, do something like that at yes. one end yes and so like that that flat okay. end on the west is like the end of your 50 feet right okay, one so end of 50 feet oblong 50 feet okay i'm with you got all it all right okay and there also before you continue the drawing ted there is a uh easy to notice to your right as when you appear um you see that there is a passageway leading north directly out of the middle of the northern uh out of the middle of the northern side 10 feet wide okay there does not appear to be any other means of egress here except where you're standing. Um, okay, 10 feet wide out of the north. Okay, first thing you notice is the change from extreme heat in the room that was billowing with flame. Witnessing thought, uh, thought, witnessing Onwear step into that flame and then be, um, and then all of you were transported. The first thing that you feel when you uh, shake, shake yourselves off is the extreme cold. It's colder than you've ever felt before. It can't be um, more than 20 degrees Fahrenheit in this room right now. Okay. Um, your your feet are sinking into about one foot of snow. And underneath that snow is a thick coating of ice as well. In fact, I misspoke at the end of the episode. The, um, the ring that you're in is actually coated with snow and ice so thickly that only the barest dimensions of a ring of some sort uh, clue you into the fact of where you're standing. In fact, you don't even see the rectangular activation panel that you assume would be in front of you, okay? And everything is covered with ice and snow, including the um, passageway to the north as well. However, the western end of the chamber is what draws your eyes immediately as you wrap your, you instinctively wrap your, your hands around you from the cold, um, is this... Uh, this um this huge head a 15 foot tall head of a woman that is carved in bas relief on the western wall um it takes the form of a young attractive female that a huge towering hairdo uh like march simpson and uh, she she's <laughs> smiling smiling benignly uh, with slightly parted lips but the head has actually been painted in vibrant colors that have not worn away she um she has olive skin, black hair, blue eyes, and a yellow necklace. You assume this must be Lady Clementia. Now, what's interesting is that so it's a it's a fifteen foot tall head, not a statue. Like those statues of thought that you've been dealing with are fifteen feet tall themselves. It's a huge, massive head. Yes, Ted. Two questions. One, did I put that statue marker in the right place? Yes, although it is a bas relief. 
Oh, so it's against the wall. It's That's against right. the wall. Yeah. Okay, and then it's two. It's just ahead. I'm sorry. It's just ahead. Yeah. Just ahead. Yeah, I'm with yep. you. I'm with yeah. you. Uh, and where are we actually standing? Center you are on the. You are on the far eastern side of the room. Um, in in the midst of a frozen over teleportation like circle. Yes. Okay. okay. Now All right. the so um, statue would be more like uh, yep. coming off the wall like that, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, okay. Now, what's interesting about the the head is that the in a twenty foot radius from the head, there um, the there is no ice or snow. It reveals a uh, you know like a like a, what appears to be Archontean ancient Archontean walls and flagstone floors um, with no debris on it at all. But it's obvious that that the coal cannot penetrate. So you can see that you don't feel any heat exuding from it, but you do see that the that the ice on the ground like slowly sort of you know uh, melts away when it gets close to that twenty foot boundary. So it's not like there's an invisible wall or something. It's a gradual change. Uh, it's a gradual change. thing. Yep. Yep. Okay. What do you guys um, think if it's like an anti magic area? I thought about that as well. There, there are also um, inscriptions on the northwest and southwest walls, so those slanted walls on either side of the head, and they are big. The, the inscriptions are two feet tall, and they are filled with what appears to be gold. Okay, and are they readable to us? They are readable to Onweir. They are in Mithric. Oh, Onweir gets all the fun. Uh, are we close enough to read them? Uh, yeah, you probably would. We would type two feet tall. So the one on the northwestern wall reads on where, raised to the purple beside the unconquered one. Her clemency echoes the sweetness of her name. And on the southwest wall, it reads in the same exact writing. Let those in need of mercy, those seeking a mother's breast, those in search of protection, Beseech her benign goodwill. Can you repeat the first one one more time? Raised to the purple, purple. beside Mm -hmm. the unconquered one. Her clemency echoes the sweetness of her name. Did you get that, Matt? Are you writing that down? Uh, We were getting it. Okay. I have help. Oh, uh, can I ask (laughs) a light situation real quick, too, before you make decisions? Uh, I have my um, holy symbol out, which is giving uh, 30 30 feet of um, bright sunlight. Okay, I'm um, sorry, John. I apologize. Raised to the purple beside the unconquered one. Her clemency, what? The sweetness of her name? Echoes the sweetness of her Echoes. name. Clementia, that's, right? So Clementia, yeah, clemency. Yes. Sounds yes. like we will uh, need to say that out loud. There seems to be a common theme of that running through this about uh, pronouncing things and saying things out loud. And uh, John, the one on the southwest wall, let those in need of mercy seeking a mother's breast. Those in search of protection beseech her benign goodwill. So this is interesting. Ugh, I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but right, like a big theme with Marius was his like refusal of gifts, his like not wanting to like address like big like stations of of of, of power. Sort of, although it though it was sort of put upon him. Yes, I have to go back to our notes. Oh, I read it earlier. That's a key. Yeah, he was very much like and, like and, and, cup and, of and a like, carpenter kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, very much like. Uh, a man's man, or a, a, not a man's man, but like a, a, a man of the people, a person of the people. A mensch. He's a mensch. Um, a mensch. He was a mensch, precisely. And clemency being the like name of his spouse seems Clementia. really relevant. 
Clementia. There's a real sort of a Mother Mary vibe here, but uh, uh, interesting. Interesting. Um, gang, prior to approaching this, would we like to uh, throw around in the snow and see if there are any tiles on the circle we're sending in? Or is there oh, anything yeah, you guys like, want to do? I don't yeah. want to interrupt John's information, but it sounds like we're at a good. This is this is it. Okay. Uh, yeah. We should in. confirm we are in a teleportation circle. I think that's a great idea. So jumping yeah, in I when you we should sorry, try ahead, and chip Mike. away some of the ice. I'm sorry. Uh, try and chip away some of the ice and see if there's any more panels like already set in there. Yeah, I'd like to recover any tiles if there are any. Okay, or on the ground around where that uh, rectangle should be. So as you collect yourself and you realize and you look down, you're like, "Is this what I think it is? What we're standing in?" The bone chilling cold immediately like seeps into your bone into you. The um. You do not have the gear to protect yourself. Okay, so when you are in these uh, sorts of situations, when you are in, it's so cold, it is unnaturally cold. Uh, you, first of all, because of the snow and the ice, all of your movement is halved. Okay, in addition, all of you are minus one to attacks because you can't focus and your hands are frozen on your, you know, like you can't feel things too well. Um, and, um, uh, that's basically it. So, and just be aware that you're moving, you're basically moving through a foot of snow and underneath that snow is ice. Uh, hey, um, uh, Avaricios. <laughs> uh, just, just the moment I'm thinking, I, and he reaches in and he pulls out a scarf from his bag and hands it to Yost. Oh yeah, thank you, that's perfect. Hey, you still have those gloves that you were going to use for the fire thing? Uh, I do, of course. Yes, why would I get rid of those? It's uh, very handy. You um, gave him a scarf. You're truly a man of mercy and generosity there. It's, it just makes him look hotter. Now he looks like a Chippendale because he's got like that, <laughs> that one <laughs> thing of clothing on. You know what I mean? Just that, should that, should, that should probably do it. Yeah. Um, he's freezing. He's I, really cold. <laughs> uh, if I were to hold a flame, do, do we, I, I'm sorry, uh, we are using a lantern or a torch right now for light? Uh, no, we're using my holy symbol, holy symbol, which has symbol, uh, so. bright daylight mm. yeah. We do. So one of you does have torches, though, in your inventory, correct? Yeah, I have like four or five. Can I borrow it, my dear Dorpen friend, light it and hold it against the snow to see if the snow melts from the heat or if it has some sort of magical permanence? I can do that for a second. I just reach down, scoop some up in my hand and breathe on it. Can we um, maybe we should step near to the big head, guys, and see if there's an effect there that will alleviate our cold penalties i agree with that as well one one more thing i'm just going to throw out before we do so contingent on the head and her mercy and the warmth which may be the whole point of this right like physical metaphor that we're, we're encountering um it, it it may be worth pulling more warm items out of the sack a fur perhaps <laughs> if it's not too big um and or like pulling timber and making a fire in here to slowly increase the temperature of the room until some of the snow melts. I mean, the clothing I would agree with entirely. The the lighting of fire, I, I John's already described it multiple times as unnaturally cold. I I we might be well, able to warm up the room a bit, but I don't think we're gonna make a substantial I'll just answer Matt's question. Only, only, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So so Avaricio's like blows on some on some uh, some hot air on the snow and it, it melts. All right, so this is regular. This is regular snow. The reason I mention that is if we have a, a significant portion of this chamber hidden under ice and snow, we do not know what is in this chamber. 
Oh yeah, right? fair enough. There could but... be things upon the walls and, and the floor and everything else. And I, I would really immediately, as one of our decision points, want to invest in uncovering what that might be. Now, like prior to doing that, let's go talk about that. All that, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, like the necessary amount of wood to melt all this snow in a room which is unnaturally creating snow might hmm. be so vast that a shovel would be a better investiture of yeah, i can i can tell you oh, i cannot sure. pull i cannot oh, pull out that much wood i, you <laughs> know, I, I only have so much and there's only a limited amount i mean you know it's the jo- enough to get the job done but uh, okay yeah 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 no i understand i i also just like whether well, i'm sure we can find the flammable objects but but it's just a thought in terms of the, the yeah. point of any of it however we do it is i, I would like to know what's under the snow yeah, that is know. a great point. Absolutely. Um, we should know what's under the snow. I, would, so do do? I think Mike's right, though. Let's move to the warm half of the room and see what happens. Yeah, let's go over there. Maybe I can pull out the snow shovel, and then we'll come back and dig around. Come back. Yeah, there you, go. there you go. Okay. So as you uh, move within the, the – so you step out uh, off the ring, and you crunch through the snow. Leaves footprints, all that kind of stuff. It actually totally natural, just like snow and ice. Just the fact that it's here that's sort of weird. Um, as you kind of cross that radius onto the actual solid flagstones and approach the huge visage, you can actually then at that point feel warmth emanating off of the western wall. And it's not in an unpleasant way. It's actually very, very pleasant. And so, like, you can immediately feel, like, the blood sort of rush into your hands. Um, and, you know, you, you know that um, feeling, like, when your hands have gone numb and you get blood and it starts to kind of hurt? as the blood kind of pumps mm-hmm. through, you kind of get that feeling. Um, but it's actually very, very welcome as you're like, Oh Jesus, that was awful. You know, and you feel very, um, uh, the, the visage is very, very pleasing the way that it was carved. It's almost, you almost suspect that it probably is not a realistic interpretation of what Lady Clementia looked like. It's so beautiful. Uh, it's, it's sort of like an idealized version of what an ancient Arcantian, what uh, an ancient sure. Arcantian, um, ideal of beauty would be makes perfect sense i have a couple other thoughts guys we don't have to do them immediately but um i am curious if the seam around the base of this relief is seamless if it is like the floor is stoned or dirt just to clarify it one more time uh, everything is stone everything is stone our content stone yeah so it's not for instance as if there is a fuller statue and only the face isn't covered here right no like good that's question that's, that's, a, that's something i would want to know immediately it is a good question but what you can tell on where when you look at it is that it was yeah. not carved out of the rock like there is masonry the west all the walls in the stone are masonry okay it looks like the stat the head was carved and then mounted on the wall but it is mat- it's huge, mm. huge 15 feet you know what i mean it's a story it's and a half. one piece one piece mm-hmm. i think there's a source Whoa. of heat behind the head magical uh, or not I think it may not be magical, but that's yeah. that's my first guess. So I'm curious about what might exist behind the the, the, the bas relief. Oh, absolutely! Um, yeah. Just to throw that into the air as we investigate. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, uh, John, I have I have two questions. Um, one is, as we've been like you know, I, I've been in snowy environments before. They tend to be very very quiet as mm-hmm. the snow kind of absorbs the sound. Is there any? sound or any movement you mentioned it's snowing is it just like lightly snowing no snow no no actual precipitation but there's snow on the ground okay okay so um first of all i'm curious if we hear anything at all and second my second question is on this face do there seem to be any 
uh, seems around important points. Like we've seen eyes that move, we've seen mouths that move. Um, does this seem like one solid smooth thing or are there any like seams? If you want to be really careful, take a turn. You want to do that? Uh, I think so. 100%. And, I, well, I support this. Yes. Okay. All right. So you take a turn, you give it a real thorough once over and you can confirm that it does seem to be an exquisitely carved piece of single stone. There's not okay. going to be any sort of weird um, indentations like that. Also, the sound is, as you described, it's very, very muffled and quiet. Um, actually, when you appeared, I should have actually not told you the, of the existence of the visage because it would have also been completely dark, except for, especially when you first appeared, because when you didn't have the continual light on you. When, when you pull it out, it wouldn't have been wide enough to actually shed light. So I want to be clear that the visage seems to be repelling the snow and ice, but is not actually exuding any sort of light. Okay. Oh. Right. So everything and, is and very, very dark around here, except for your extreme steady. And it, I should point out, too, that the fact that Avaricious is using this continual light makes your lighting situation like way different now. <laughs> um, it's the, the type of light it is, the, the strength of it, how long it lasts, obviously. Um, and you can tell, too, as you kind of turn to the right Avaricious looking around that the corridor to the north, which is jammed, not packed, but um, is cold. Right. It's got the snow and the ice um, is uh, uh, quiet and dark. One more thing I want to throw out there. Sorry, this is a bit of a rewind, but I remembered that chromatic orb, though I do not have it memorized, so we'd have to rest for me to access it. One of the features that I can cast is heat, and that can, whether here or in another similar situation, melt up to a cubic yard of ice. Mm. So we Very find cool. ourselves in the need of like really melting something fast. Or Go just to sleep, wanting to melt something, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll play it. No, 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 sorry. What I meant was like if we find like a frozen door or whatever, right? Like if ice is an issue and like picking through it will take forever, it might be quicker just to like take a nap. Ah, the ruby Cast orb. This. Okay. Yeah, the that ruby is, orb. That's sick. cool. Very cool. Okay. Super cool. Great spell. Yeah. And okay. so the, the when I was looking at it closely, the colors, the vibrant colors of this image seem to be just have been painted on or yes. do they seem like the natural? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Painted, yep. But interestingly enough, not 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 um, deteriorated. Like you, you've seen plenty of painting, but it's all been sort of you know faded away. Yeah, Mike. All right. Um, before we get, I know Matt's investigating it and stuff like that. But um, when we get into like the radius of the light, I kind of want to get down on one knee and say Thoth rules, and you know all knowledge flows from Thoth, or you know kind of go through that with my holy symbol out and just see if that triggers anything. Nothing happens. Okay. You also remember too that there was a, a clear difference. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tr Mario's tricolor, tricolor was like you know way laughter. I get it. I you know, but I don't know. So would he have just been a regular like uh, worshiper of the regular Arcantian gods? Uh, probably. If, you know, you don't okay. know. There's no indication of whether or not he was a pious man. He didn't seem. There's no, nothing in the writings about that, which leads you to believe that he, if he was a religious person, that it was probably a very private thing for him. Okay, I I, th I think Following when we're ready to, yeah. sorry, I, I think when we're ready to like, you know, leave this room is when we're time to when we are going to start calling out to um, the lady here and uh, at, beseeching her aid. I think that might be what we need. To well, do. I also but, wonder uh, if there's worth like going up and presenting ourselves and 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 saying Marius's name too, since she was his wife. I was about to I was about to do that too. Yeah, but we can wait I, uh, if yeah, you want to yeah, wait. Yes. Yeah, we might well, want I to want do to our between her lips, man, because uh, he said that her lips were parted. He very specifically said that, and I just want to 
can I borrow your your big bright flashlight and see if I can see if there's a lever or anything like that? In, I will. In I will. I will stand near enough to you uh, that you. There can is. See. I'll say it's part of the same term. There is not. Okay. How not far back does that indentation go? Uh, it goes to the wall, I guess. Yeah. There's nothing in there. Okay. No, I see. Um, well, guys, why don't I take out the uh, snow shovel? We've warmed up a little bit. Um, let's go. Well, is it actually warm here or is it just snow free? I'm sorry if I missed it. It's that. warm. It was warm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nice and temperate. Is the stone warm? Is the stone actually hot? Uh, good question. No, it's just temperate. It's like a normal temperature here. Hmm. Do we have anything that. Oh, I guess we would know. Like, is his continual light is still in in effect here, right? Yep. Right. So yep. it's not an anti magic thing. Um, the border, the boundary. I've drawn it as a curve there, John. Is it in fact a radial curve coming off of the statue, mm -hmm. or yeah, it's is like it a twenty a foot? Curve so it's a little bit. Direction? It's a little bit smaller than that because it's a twenty foot curve. Uh, curve, but yeah. Okay, so, it, so just but, oh, but it's not like the teleport circles giving off cold. It's it appears like the statue's giving off warm. Correct. Right. Okay. I have an instinct that the cold is probably coming down from that tall and way in the north. But let's see. Yeah, it seems seems likely. So, can you pull out some warm clothes as well as uh, a shovel? I, I of course I can. Um, I will try to like spread it around. But uh, here's some mittens. They're yeah, nice. So, They're oh, kind of red and green. No, don't interrupt. Should we put snow boots on since we're walking through snow? That might be the hey, best. Okay, thing. hold on. So you can the, only get one pair correct, per yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, and we can't we can't metagame the whole thing. Like you can't be like, well, my these are size twelve. A, <laughs> yeah, mine's a Columbia jacket, and mine's a you know a Patagonia jacket. You know what I mean? I would never yeah. abuse it like this. this so is we can get like one for one pair of boots, one mittens, one of each type, basically, which would do you no good. Yeah, so the rest basically, of you still cold. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna abstract and just say like there is a set of winter clothing that could protect you, and you can get one of those per day. All right. You know what I mean? Well, uh, if, if you should... can you can you can piecemeal it if you want to use those for something else, but if you're looking to protect you right. from the cold, it's yeah. not going to work. Look, the the most important thing we have right now is you know a refuge from the cold. You can yeah. you can come back and warm up. So let's just go get somebody. Uh, Right. Y'all can do it. Yost can do it. They're nice and strong. They can go dig around and see if they can clear the area and try to it's find also, some plants. It's also very plausible that Clementia's blessing will give us warmth to traverse the cold of this place. I mean, it already right. is. Right. So, kind so of, yeah. one thing that, that Mike asked, I just want to clarify with you, John. He said, is the stone warm of the walls or of Clementia's statue? No. So... Uh, I, I, I'll be I'll be real open with you guys. So like there's there's unnatural cold and shit like that, right? It appears that the statue that the head of Clementia is somehow repelling that and maintaining yes. a stable state where in within twenty feet. So it's sort of like it's around the twenty foot radius where you are right now is like normal dungeon. Then everything outside of that is like freezing cold. Gotcha. Understand? If yeah. I touch the statue's face, is it hot though? That's nope. what I'm asking. No, nope. you guys okay. are giving it a thorough turn. I've yeah, given you like all the all the really. I was just clarifying to make sure I understood he wasn't talking about the adjacent walls. He was sure talking about the statue itself. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nyal takes the shovel and goes and starts clearing around the the, the ring. Okay, Ted. All right. So uh, while uh, Nyal starts shoveling, Mort is going to go kneel uh, as Goran did in front of the statue, and say, <clears throat> "Lady Clementia, it is I, Mortus J. Gabliano." on my knees before you, and I beseech of you your aid in our hour of need. 
Mort, you feel a sense of warmth and protection that only a mother can provide drape over you and you yes. only as you feel as if the, the evils of the world cannot penetrate your immediate surroundings or at least would have a very tough time in doing so. Yes. Uh, but you, the rest of you see nothing, nothing happen except for a, a small smile spread across Mort's green face. Sure. I'm going to follow suit and say, uh, Dearest, dearest uh, uh, mother, uh, as as Marius did step here before, please aid us in our own journey, for only yours is a light that can guide. Okay, you too feel the same sense of warmth and protection. Um, yours, Onweir, um, Mort, yours feels like it's going to last for quite some time. Onweir, yours feels a little bit more temporary. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Is that because he didn't use the word besiege, or is it because he's a different a very a fine fellow, <laughs> very nice fellow? <laughs> All right. Hi, well, old uh, cat. She's not your mother. <laughs> if I start feeling warm and protected, John, um, does um, Elizabeth still actually have a lit lantern, or is our only source of light your? Uh, Right now, we're only using the the holy symbol. Right. Uh, we're trying to save that oil because right. once you run okay. out of that, I can get one per day, but that's it. Well, why don't uh, can you come stand sort of closer to the northern corridor? We can get a good look down, get you know thirty feet of light down that corridor. Uh, after I talk to this uh, lovely yeah, sure. lady here and beseech yeah. her for her aid, because uh, you I've, look cold. Uh, it's I, I'm a little chilly when I start getting closer to the edge, and uh, I have my own theories about how this right. may work. So, uh, uh, Lady Clementia, please, I beseech your aid and warmth. The light of our gods may shine through your uh, beneficence. Beneficence, that's a word, yes. A law, yeah, a, uh, the feeling protection drapes over you, and then you can feel that it's probably going to last for quite some time. What did I do wrong? Hold on. <laughs> All right. Does it work I'll on say the same exact? I'll say the same exact thing that Mort said. <laughs> what, a, what a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do, you, what do you actually say, Gorn? Uh, I say... Repeat after me. <laughs> yeah. Lady Clementia, um, I beseech your aid as a patron and as a mother to protect my body and my soul from the depredations of the deaths. Uh, a long lasting protection drapes over. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get back <laughs> down on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to tell her you're really, really sorry for all of that. Say, you know. uh, Lady Clementia, I apologize. <laughs> my, uh, my, my conversation with you was not warranting your greatness. I beseech you, please help me uh, on this journey. You are, you are. Now I'm getting nervous. Both David and Amir is getting nervous. You, you are, please, please, you are, you are, you are, you are my only hope. <laughs> uh, you, you feel that the the blessings of Lady Clementia, however they manifest, have already been manifested upon you, Anwir. Fucking shit. <laughs> it's um, okay. I'll, I'll, from the other side of the room, uh, mm -hmm. basically in darkness, you uh, you you can hear and y'all call. He's like, uh, "Listen, Frotter, uh, I ain't I ain't getting too far with this. It's a it's really thick. It's oh, gonna take some time." Yeah. 
and it's oh, uh, it's, it's it's really cold, boss. If you don't mind, uh, I'm going to take a break. I, and I'm sorry. Yeah, please, please, please come come back, come back, come back. Yeah. So the uh, ice is um, it? you know, that kind of like, you know, it's been sitting there for God knows how long. Uh, right, you know, right. Very tough to break through, even with a shovel. Okay. So I think Yost and Mial should and so, Elizabeth should also all beseech uh, Clementia for aid. Um. Okay. Yes, David. Uh, Yes, David. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> yes, but um, oh boy. I know we were worried about before we went deeper into this scenario, potentially fully understanding our escape options. It may behoove us to sleep a night and melt the ice before all getting a blessing and going into the dungeon. Though I know we want to like catch the momentum. It's something maybe we should think consider. Maybe this is a once a day, but like it could be once yeah. ever. I don't know. I disagree. I think that this it's long lasting, but it's going to run out. Mm-hmm. We should make oh, the most of it while we're warm. I don't think we should rest or sleep. I think we need to get, we need to at least explore. I think our to your point, David, we don't know that we can do this again. That's the question. So we need right? to use it. Yeah. Yes. Use it and, or lose it. I mean, the one thing that we, that, well, we don't know anything, but the one thing that we do know is this area was at least not cold before we got here because the snow's not there. And it's not right. like it suddenly melted when we showed up. So as long as we have this temporary protection, we should use it knowing that if necessary, we can yeah. come back here and at least thaw out of it. Right. Okay. So for the retainers, Absolutely. we can have them do, uh, uh, like what we can like train you can tell them to like say one one thing so if just give me one last thing for for the retainers so yost he will uh, kneel before clementia and he will say oh great lady it is i yost of the north and although my winters have been long throughout my life i beseech the aid all right a slightly t- more temporary protection Goes over top of Yost, um, Yost, <laughs> Njal, and Elizabeth. What's everyone's alignment? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not for sure that would have worked. Did you use the Did you use the phrase "mother"? I used the phrase "mother" and "beseech" in my original. I got a temporary, so I think it may be more about who you are than than what you say. But I could be wrong. Yost is also law, so I don't oh, know. Maybe it's uh... okay. So. Um, one thing that Nyala was able to do was he was able to shovel off the snow off on top of the ice. So he does bring you back, Avaricios, and he shows you uncovered that um, the the ice covered teleportation circle. Okay, so you know how it's like it was actually like a foot wide thing of joined stones, uh, mm-hmm. a foot foot tall. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. so that is basically like a sloped surface. Do you know what I mean? Like the ice is sort of like melted yeah, over the. T- yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So it's like a sloped saucer sort of thing. And then you can actually make out because he, he shoveled everything around it, that there is a another slightly smaller sloped um, element that is outside that circle to the west, which is exactly sort of the same size as where you would assume the activation squares would be set. Right. But it's uh-huh. like a, just like a little mound of ice and you can kind of see through the, the thick ice, you know, that there's probably some sort of stone underneath there. But it's very, yeah, very but- thick. Before I go tuck that kid in, if if I get real close with the with the holy symbol, it's very bright. Mm-hmm. Even if I like sh- move it around, can I see any glint of color in there that might oh. be indicative of some teleportation tiles? No, but the lack of color 
which should tell you something as well, right? So um, the light, it's it's definitely like daylight, so you can actually like really get in there and kind of see right through that thick ice, um, uh, and you can confirm okay. that it is it is like an empty. Now the the interesting thing about this one, which is different than every other one that you have, is that you actually know, unless the book was saying something incorrect, what the sequence is to get to this place, yes. right? I have one more before you tuck in your kid. What is the what is the scale limitation on the sack again, Matt? What do you mean? Five. Um, what, what can we take out? It's an, like it's the scale like the size of a thing you can take out. Uh, it's it's a gold piece value, um, and I guess also size. Like we, we've decided that like a shield is too big. Sure. Um, but yeah, but, yeah, yeah. like anything that's 15, 15 gold or. Um, so right you here. could, for instance, ask for a bucket of hot water. We tried that but before. You get the you'd get the bucket, but not the water. Not when the we water. were fighting the the dust elemental. But you, the, could you bring a wo- a water skin out, and the water would be in that, or would it my, be an empty water skin? My friend, I have fifty gallons of water given to me by Lysion, ready to dump anywhere we want. Well, I mean, literally, water on this snow and ice would typically be a higher temperature, and it would melt some of the ice unless it was freezing water, right? So manifesting the water is another means in which you could reduce the ice. You could get 15 pounds of salt. Mm. 15 pounds of salt. A fucking great idea. <laughs> that yes. Is, that now is you're fucking smart. swear on that. This is because oh, Ted is a suburban is dad in the Northeast. Now, <laughs> Have any of us lived in the cold north before? I love this. Okay. All right. I love, I love this idea. I'm going to take out the, I'm yeah. going to take out as much salt as I can for 15 golds worth of salt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give it to these guys. Will I go tuck that kid in? Okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I love cool. this. Salt. Let's, so, let's spread so, some salt like a good Boston, uh, you know, uh, road worker. So the rule is, is that um, uh, obviously it's the, the amount of like the size of an item that can come out. This doesn't come into effect with salt, but just so you know, is can no can be no larger than the opening of the sack, which I would say is like yeah. maybe like a foot, foot and a half or something like that. Um, yeah, right. Fif- uh, fifteen pounds in weight is the max, um, right. and no more than fifteen right. gold in value. Um, and it right. has to be a mundane item. It cannot be a complex yeah. me- mechanism of any sort. Hard to get more mundane than a bag of salt. Right. And 15 pounds of salt is a lot of salt. So That's we can get that in all of us. Let's salt spread it now over this entire area. The circumference of this, not only the circle, but any further we can. I think it's safe to say we yeah, get scattered. The circle. You know. Yeah. Uh, I hate to be that guy. And I hate to inject real world. Then don't. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just say don't? In, no, sorry, in don't. order for salt to actually melt, it it can't be like sub zero super freezing temperatures. It's it's not sub zero. Oh. It's about it's about twenty degrees. Okay. Um, but the uh, and but you know having handled those big bags of like um, snow melt and itself as well as like uh, fifteen pounds is not going to do everything. You know? No, so it's the you, circle. It's you're gonna the have to. You're, yeah, you're gonna have to. Tar- like, give me like targets that you want to hit on where. I think we start with the square, yes. the the control panel, okay, and then work our way along the rim from there and see you, how far we get. You could get the. I will say that you can with that fifteen pound bags of salt that you could, um, you could clear enough of the ring and the activation square to actually to clear it. Like you could, you could actually melt. Okay, it. yeah, that's pretty good. I, yeah. I call out a win. Yeah, I say that's a win. Okay, and it seems to good act job, naturally Ted. to the to the presence of the salt. Like Thank there's you. no weirdness to it. No weirdness. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So now that's all very wet right there um, as well. Sure. Can I uh, try to drink right. some of that salty water? <laughs> mm. 
All right. All right, that's good. So, yeah. and doing so does not reveal any additional writing or tiles lying on the ground or anything like that. No, but it definitely does confirm that this does to be so appear to be your standard Arcantian teleportation circle. Okay. Um, what I would like to do as much as back. I can, what I like to do as much as I can while he's doing this is to push any of the water. I mean, this would take time. Is I don't know how we're dealing with this within the fiction, but like, if if we just have a pool of water that's going to refreeze, I'd rather that not be the case. So if there's any way I can like not have a, a bunch of like a pool of water just sitting on top of the circle to refreeze in three hours or whatever. I'd try to do that. If that makes sense. Sure. If you so just... I could go that ahead. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. You can do that. Right. With my feet or with the shovel we had shovel it shovel onto the work. other. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we do. Okay. So, all right. So you cleared the teleportation circle and cool. what do you do? Let's head North y'all. I'm back. Did the, did we summon a salt elemental? The salt uh, yeah. salt melted the teleportation circle and the activation panel. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, actually, can I try one more thing with Clementia? Yep. Out of curiosity. Um, let me just get my words correct. Give me one moment. I'm going to go back to our little okay. bit about him. Well, now I can't find the dang thing. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to get down on a knee and say, Dear Lady... Clementia, can you cleanse me the, that I might be pure of heart and ready for the trials of head, ahead and see if cleanse has any different effect than beseeching just her aid in general? It seems that the, the blessing that Clementia was willing to impart to you has already been given. Gotcha. I just didn't know if, like, I want to make sure, guys, that, like, just getting the, the the warm blanket blessing isn't a different blessing than the like purifying you for the tomb blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the goal isn't to get more the a longer one, John. The goal is to make sure that like cleanse isn't the, the one we didn't fuck up by just getting a generic blessing instead of the like you right. know, one so is, is the is the statue starting to smirk with that look that women get when you ask them for just too much? <laughs> okay, Jeez. so the, uh so everyone, um everyone, everyone in the party. Is sure. now under their own personal sure. protection from evil spell. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, although you do not know how long um, it will last, but it is the it is the first level version. It's like it's not a ten foot radius. Okay, sure. So you get right. a um, plus one bonus to uh, saving throws against attacks or special attacks from uh, uh, differing alignments, and you also get uh, they have a minus one against you, and then enchanted, constructed, or summoned creatures in general, cannot attack you in melee, though they can attack you from ranged. Okay? Okay. So, um, John, does it... The other piece of that is if you attack that creature, it breaks. Uh, correct, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's a good thing to know. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's a little weird that it makes us warm, unless it's a bonus effect. It's not, it's not okay. making you warm. It's a, It just okay. it feels like you're so, protected. That means the snow is evil? Or the source of the cold is evil. Something's going on down here. That's my feeling. If she's protecting us from evil, and we're we feel warm when we're amongst the cold, the cold is unnatural. It's a source. It's from some source of evil. Interesting. That's, that's how I would interpret that. Why don't we go north and find it? <laughs> I think that's a lovely right. idea. Okay. So you carrying uh, Matt uh, or Avaricios with the continual light blazing forward thirty feet. 
you truck carefully through the snow and ice, moving at half your movement rate. Okay. Okay. So um, that was as much because of the snow as it was being cold. Uh, it's mostly the and snow you, because you're trying to through half. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, all those effects are still in place. So the uh, negative one, the minus one to mm -hmm. attack stuff. You're, okay. The minus one. Yep. So oh. you're moving oh, at a rate of 45 right now. <sighs> all right. Okay. Well, so, what do we see? Okay. You slowly move through these very, um, the, the very well-constructed Arcantian stonework, devoid of any frescoes that you can see because all the walls are coated with ice. All right. Everything is just like, you're just like, you know, it's almost like you, it's not like a square. It's almost like more like a rounded rough tunnel because of the ice, just like coating everything. Do you understand? Right. There's like icicles and everything like that. So, um, it's just like bone chillingly cold. Your breath like steams out from, um, and is highlighted in from the emanations from every source's holy symbol. And you guys are just shivering as your feet are immediately just like soaked and, um, and you're frozen. Right. Um, and you trudge forward. You move forward 20 feet directly to the north before you see two things. Directly to the north in front of you, there is a set of steps that leads gradually upwards for uh, 20 feet before what appearing to be leveling out up ahead as you shine up. And then directly to your right, um, in the top half of the square that you're sitting in, there is a five-foot wide corridor that branches to the east. And there is darkness there as well. Um, the yeah, and everything it's it, both directions, like the the stone steps. It's almost like a sheer like ramp, almost because of like how much ice is on it. You know what I mean? Like it's barely can you can barely tell that it's um, steps, except for the fact that it, you kind of have to look up it. You know, John. While we're um, um, traversing, there, John. Uh, you got it, Ted. Yep, perfect. Okay. While we're traversing, John, um, just as like a point of order, and I can continue to ask, but I want to try to note the density, like the coldness here and the density of any sort of like snowpack or ice in the ground and see if like, for instance, I look down this five foot quarter, if it gradually reduces as if there is more warmth in one direction. I just want to like be searching for that concept. Does that okay. make sense? Yes, it does. That uh, makes sense. It appears to be equally cold down equally, either direction. Okay. Now, All when right, cool. you use Avariciosa's light to shine down the eastern passageway, you can see that it uh, goes for only 10 feet before it appears to open up towards the north into a larger chamber. And you can grasp at the very edge of that light in that uh, chamber that it opens up that, um, let's see. So I'm sorry, John, the, the five foot quarter goes how far? It goes for 10 feet before it starts to open up to the north um, into a, like a larger chamber. Like you just tell that it kind of opens up. Um, like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, let me just check here real quick. So David, a more efficient way to detect like warmer areas might be to have the uh, infravision people like up ahead. Oh, I mean, you're leading regardless, right? <laughs> well, so far, I've been, I've been pass it to any suggestion I have is unless I'm actively going to touch thing, I'm going to be very back at this line. <laughs> oh, I, I understand, but I'm just saying. Is like, um, <laughs> yeah, well, we can, we can switch around. Yeah. Rather sure, than trying to do the wet finger yes. trick, we might be able to just be able to see that corridor is warm. Okay. So that I love cold. it. Very smart. Very smart. Uh, 
sorry, I, I uh, so looking to the east there where it opens up, you can see that what appears to be in the midst of that room, right at the edge of your continual light, Avaricios, appears to be what uh, a few corpses that are sticking out of the ice and snow and completely rigid, like their hands, like, you know, like clawed, you know, um, uh, but you can't really Ooh. see their faces, but they appear to be wearing all sorts of helmets and armor and, um, you know, all coated with rime and frost, you know, their, their, their skin, like completely gray and white and blackened from frost. All right. When I, when, as soon as I see that, I'm going to just duck that holy symbol back down into my shirt to get it off and let the guys with dark vision or uh, infravision scan and look because there's something something freezing folks around here okay um yeah mort will uh pull out the shield and his sword and uh creep to the, the 10 feet down that corridor to look you know carefully through the room ahead okay yep, so i'll be right there with him john all right okay. cool your infravision shows no heat like just the opposite I don't know how yeah. like how how you know scientifically this would work, but um, I would even say like even your ability to tell like differentiations would be muted because everything's so freaking dead, right? So it's it almost is almost like you like you have no light. I will say the one thing you can tell is that the snow okay. seems to mound uh, at a precipitous rate towards the northwest, um, but otherwise, the room appears to be full of snow and ice, and there appear. I'll say also that you can see that there's probably the outlines of around six corpses scattered around the room. Um, I can also give you. I'll give you the basic layout. Once again, you're basically peering into the dark, and you're you're getting the very basic shapes. Okay. Okay. So it's impossible to see more unless you get light. Um, so, but the shape of the room, uh, given the fact that it starts with the five foot. You know, so it's like sort of off the square, Ted. You know what I mean? Um, so it is 25 feet north to south, and it is 30 okay. feet east to west. However, the northwestern corner is at a 45-degree angle. Man, this well, is great for mapping. Miro, who knew? Yeah. Well done, Ted. Awesome. Um, Watching this happen so, is really satisfying. Sorry, go ahead, Jack. In addition... Uh, you can see that there are narrow five foot wide passages that lead directly to the north and the south out of this room in the far northeastern corner and the far southeastern corner. Five foot wide passages? Five foot wide passages going directly north and south. Northeastern? Yeah. Northeastern and, and southeastern. Southeastern. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got to redo. To do something like while he's doing this, John, the mm -hmm. armor on these corpses does it harken back to a more historic, like sort of like regalia? Does it look like Legionnaire's armor? Does it look like someone who might have been on Mario Strucker's within their army, right? Like, uh, <laughs> right. Is, is, is there, is there, a, is there a, like uh, an evident time period, in other words, gotcha, yeah. this, or does it look so, like an adventuring party? You, you know certainly I mean? like, can't, you certainly can't tell, but you, if well, you, but you, you ask Oren and, and Mort to check it out. And, uh, uh, well, that's not true. So Gorn and Mort, yeah, Gorn and Mort, yeah. you wouldn't be able to tell either, but from the initial yeah. glance that Avaricios' continual light would have shown, you could probably make out, um, yeah, you can't tell. I'm sorry, you just can't tell. It was too brief. Right, let's just bring the light in, please. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's just yeah. bring, 
just to be ready, I'm suspicious of the uh, the mounds that he, he described. And yeah, you get a very mind. very bad feeling from that room, uh, Mort and Gorand. That, oh, yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, guys, what if this whole like snow and ice effect is caused by a creature? Right. Like, I think this is very possible. Yeah, something yeah. something bad like a white dragon. God help us. Or wasn't there some sort of wasn't there some sort of worm? Isn't there like I don't remember my old school D D. Wasn't there a worm that was like an ice worm or something like that? Like almost like a carrying crawler or a purple. That's worm a myth. Something. It would never God, be look, real. Is, Come on, John. Are there any tracks in the room in the snow? Uh, not where you are right now. No. Okay. Right, hold, on. Oh, hold on, hold on. So, did Morton Gore understanding at the entrance to this room? You guys are back in the main corridor. Are we bringing out the light and checking yes. out the room? Yes. 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 I'll okay. Take, I'll take it out. I'll, I guess I'll be right behind those guys so that they can. Okay. See. I would also say, though it's not an assured protection, we know that the radius around the statue does not have the cold effect, and it may be that fleeing back to that is the safest defensible spot that we have should we encounter anything. Possibly, I mean, but also a five-foot-wide hallway might be a pretty defensible area, too. No, I know, but like if, we, if the blessing we received is protection from evil, though it be temporary, and there's a Lady Clementia protection from more. evil permanent sphere going on down in that room, I'd rather yeah, be in that when the undead come from us than, than in a five-foot hall. Just a thought, just a thought. But, yeah. but Let's see, let's see what we got going on here. When what kind of dread, John? Are you talking about like a supernatural dread when when me and Mortar are in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you mistake it as if it might be even colder in here, and then you you can feel that it's something more. Yeah. Something okay. So we haven't entered the room yet. Um, but I'm I gotta throw a piece I'm... of rock in there. But the, I have my symbol out, so if there's you know if there's you know a, nothing a, happens when you throw a rock. Well, now that he's got his symbol out, can we see more clearly the armor and clothing of the corpses? Yeah, okay. So with the avarice goes over your shoulder, illuminating the room um, basically entirely at this point. A couple yeah. more features stand out, and it doesn't make you feel any better. First of all, the <laughs> the passageway to the south you can see is actually a small staircase that goes down gradually. Right? Passageway to the okay. north continues at the same level. Right, the corpses themselves and are they are basically encased in the ice in the snow, or at least like they're half buried in various states. Um, at this point, with the light, you can tell that they appear to actually be wearing relatively modern wear, like their style of honors. It seems to be oh, relatively, relatively, you know, the same, you know, same time period or so. Now to the northwest, however, where the snow mounds, you can see that it's mounding because the ice has formed over what appeared to originally have been a a dais of some sort. There there are two simple stone columns that have been carved in spiral patterns that flank each side of the dais, which is directly in the center of that that, uh, wall, on the the slanted wall. Um, And on top... And once again, it's completely covered with snow and ice, so it all just seems like a big lump in a mound. Appears to be a throne of some sort, which is sitting atop that dais, right? And the whole room is dripping with with 
rock hard uh, stalactites of ice, not stalactites, but icicles, right? Just like, it looks like a natural cavern, but made out of, out of ice, right? Even though it obviously was at one time carved, right? Um, sitting atop that throne is a humanoid figure, which appears to be made out of nothing but mushy snow in a vaguely humanoid uh, 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 figure, just like resting there. And its eyes are two coal black pits. And it's just staring down at Jack the corpses. Jack Frost is about to murder us. <laughs> not wearing any clothes or anything like that. It just appears to be like a humanoid pile of snow, right? Um, and it's just gazing. The only thing that you, you, you notice, you even notice it, is because of its two um, very alive black pits for eyes that are gazing down upon the corpses strewn across the base of its throne. That sounds bad. It doesn't look Love at that. you or react. Okay, so a couple thoughts. <laughs> Throwing them out here. Um, does it look like the corpses are like uh, taking a knee? Are they like prostrate to no, this No, no, they're throne? like invariant. Like they look like they were frozen in there. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay and okay. also, they, too, they, the, they answered wrong. <laughs> the creature on top, too, has a like it almost looks like it's wearing like a dress of snow. Right. Okay. Dress of snow. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's very so. So. Okay. Next. Next question. And y'all fire in some too. Um, you mentioned. I just want to clarify. You mentioned the gear that these corpses are wearing seems relatively modern. Not that it'll help us to know, but when you say that, that could be not ten thousand years ago, but a thousand years ago, or it could be within the last. It's like, the, it's like within period. the period. He said in our time period, dude. Yeah. In our time period. Well, what is our time period? Is what I'm asking. Like, it's like, like right 100 now, years or so. Within so the last not, not the army that Anaximander came in with. Yeah, not ancient stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's what well, I'm getting at. Yes. Anaximander was 250 years ago. There was a marked difference in fashion. So it's okay. a good question. It, these these creatures do not appear to, uh, to have, or the soldiers do not appear to have been um, part of like Adrianic's expedition. Or okay, yeah, cool. So this is this is somebody else's delve three that lasted one session. <laughs> it, sure, it sure appears that way. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, now there's I, a okay. stairwell right over there. We could just walk up. Yeah, let's, guys, <laughs> I have one. More, I have one more thing I want to say. I know we we love this protection we're having. Again, I have a melt ability there are a couple thoughts i have assuming that entering this room doesn't immediately inspire the ire of this person if those adventurers came here they have tiles to get here which means on their corpses if we were to thaw the ice on them it is very plausible are tiles that we can escape with which doesn't mean we should we should still try this because i want to i'd rather die trying than flee right now but sleeping and getting them is going to make this entire experience less painful than going well let's just use the the, the protection from evil and talk to the the god of ice mm -hmm. right like so I think maybe that's priority one in my mind, but I will workshop that with you guys. Yeah, I like where your head's at. Although <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they, we are here without tiles, so there are ways to get here without tiles. Right. Yes, but the, the most the most likely way in which they again, who knows? We don't know. Yeah. But like with the knowledge we have, this is like as close to a contingency that we have without going deeper into hell or like you know whatever. So if is sleeping it? a night gets us spells and we can go test this theory real quick. It might be worth it, but I don't. Again, we do not know whether the blessing will continue. You guys are also I, all your teeth are chattering. You're frozen to the bone as well. Don't forget. So yeah, is the blessing happening helping us that much with the cold? We're still freezing. It right? is not helping like, you with the cold. Like 100 oh, percent. Not, not at that all. Is not. It is not. 
It is a protection. So we should hundred percent go camp in the warm area. It's a protection okay, from it's... evil spell. That's what it is. Right, but when you when we prayed and you said a feeling of warmth comes over us, that was metaphorical. Yes, if I said warmth. I I, I thought it said just protection, said but I didn't say. I don't know no, if I said, said warmth. warmth. Okay, so okay, guys, so this is really important. David, so the, the protection. The protection. We're also sorry, assuming but... that this this snow ice monster thing is going to let us just fuck off and walk out the room. Well, I mean, we can try right now. Yeah, or we could just go up the stairs. I turn. I can turn. On. All I'm getting at. All I'm getting at is the protection we will maybe preventing them from attacking us right now. For all we know, right? Like, which is relevant to having the blessing to begin with. Because if we'd come in without the blessing, it might have attacked us immediately upon being anywhere near it. Not that that's the case, but we can go up the stairs. Ted, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I, there's a very high. There's there not a high. Again, everything is an assumption, but there is a. It's statistically probable that several modern adventurers have tiles in order to access the only entry point at this side of the dungeon before they died immediately. (laughs) I I don't disagree, David, but I also think it might be worthwhile to go up those stairs and see if Mm -hmm. this thing is giving off a radius. What if there's a radius? What if like two corridors over snow and ice is no longer a problem? This is actually a good time for a break. It is a normal time for a break. You guys can discuss and hash it out. Come on. And you can come out. We'll, we'll come back with a clear plan of action. I'm sure. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, we're back. We have beers, empty bladders. Let's do it. Where are we going? Up the stairs. Up the I'm going to back very quietly out of this room, John. Just like, Sorry. <laughs> He's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I am curious. Did he seem to move at all, or does, was he as still as a statue? This thing. Uh, everything's still. Okay. The only thing that yeah. like like you can immediately pin though that sense of dread that you felt at that uh-huh. figure, and that figure also had a slightly feminine form to it as well. Oh, okay. Very vague, oh. right? But, but uh, as I said, wearing like a dress of snow almost, right? Oh, perched yeah, you a, perched did. upon this throne, probably about like five feet above you, um, you know, mounted mounted up, you know, c- completely encased in ice, but this being of snow with coal black eyes. Um, anyways, and you back out, and and darkness like enshrouds that very awful chamber as you back into the main corridor again. Can we confirm that the Laryl sack will not produce grenades? Just- <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Consider that confirmed. Okay. Uh, Flashbang. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Just. Oh no. Yeah. Something, something for Ed. I know this is this is really pushing it. We will not put this into action here. If we we live in a universe in which spaceships exist, theoretically, Laurel Sack might be able to, like, you might be able to pull more modern instruments. You are trying to destroy my sack. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen gold, David. Fifteen gold. John, you will notice none of these suggestions have come from the owner of the sack. Yeah. No, I know, I know, (laughs) but like, but like a carabiner. No. (laughs) Nope. Okay. So here's the deal. Um. The uh, the stairways is is before you. Once again, it looks to be very very slippery, and you know it's like not firm steps. Just to be aware, and it kind of rises up twenty feet above you. I'm also just for the sake of ease of navigation, I'm going to say that you're moving at forty, just so we can count squares instead of forty five. Okay, um, I want I my extra five feet, bro. Yeah, I think I with the ch- I think with the chattering that I can afford to penalize you a little bit more than. Oh, five feet. oh. yeah, oh. it is it is deeply unpleasant to travel. As you John, crunch it, upwards through the snow, yeah. I thought you meant our chatter was unpleasant. Huh? My, <laughs> Your teeth chatter is unpleasant too. Yeah, my my question is on these stairwells: Is it just a slick ramp, or is there some purchase? No, I I, I over I overstated. There's purchase. 
I just, I yeah. just wanted to get across the fact that this was not like, there's not good footing. You know what I mean? It's like ice and snow and it's, it's very tough. Okay. Cause I, I do, I do have spikes if we need them, but it sounds like we could walk up there without. Let's put it this way. If you're running for your life back towards Lady Clementia's asylum, <laughs> there might be a chance <laughs> that you might slip on mm -hmm. the stones mm -hmm. on, on the steps. Not well, that there would be I'm, any sort of case where that might occur, but I'm shielded tobogganing it down that slip. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> okay, you go up. Yep. Yes. All right, uh, mm -hmm. and we're going to continue, I think, as best we can with the Morton Gorand uh, advance team scenario. Got it. Okay. All right. So you get to the top of the steps. Right at the top of the steps, you can see with the continual light that there is a ten oh. foot wide passageway that goes directly to the west. Be, uh, for 20 feet before it opens up into a larger chamber. And okay. to the north, it continues uh, for another 20 feet before it uh, hits a solid door. I have, okay. a, I have a key for that. And there is a passageway, a five-foot-wide passageway that leads directly east from that door. Okay. So the wall, uh, the corridor we're in does not go all the way to the door. It does. It goes all the way to the door, but there's a five foot wide passageway that leads directly east from the door. You it's going right, to link up right, to right, that right. icy, that refrigerator of death right there. John, when we went up these stairs, uh, does the temperature seem to uh, alleviate at all? No. Although the feeling of dread does dissipate. <laughs> it's still extremely cold. Everything is coated here. Um, now, to the west, uh, the the last ten feet beyond the corridor where it opens up, which would your your continual light would reach, um, you can see that it illuminates the very edge of what appears to be a long rectangular fountain. Wait, Actually, where is down, this? Down the western corridor. Okay. There's an additional ten feet of that of the chamber that it opens up into that the light reaches right. Okay, because he's got a 30-foot radius. And that hits the very edge of what appears to be a long fountain, a rectangular fountain that that disappears into the darkness west. Okay. So right. Something like uh, I don't have a fountain feature. It's a rectangle. Oh. Rectangular so you're, you're, fountain. Yeah, it's it's like a five foot wide rectangular fountain right directly in the middle of the chamber um but you you know you're you're so, just using the light um now the the uh yeah it's five foot wide at this end of it there is a how let's see uh there is a 10 foot tall statue standing right in the uh, in the very end of the of the fountain illuminated at the like the far end of your light avaricious okay a 10 foot tall statue of an ancient archontean legionnaire legionary right and in one hand he is brandishing a gladius and the other he is holding a drinking horn over the trough over the fountain itself Okay, and you can hear and see cold, clear water is pouring from the horn into the water. It is not frozen. Something like that, John. Yeah, but it's a, the 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 statue is actually in the fountain. 
Oh, I thought you said the fountain was only like five feet wide. No, you're, you're hitting it? the edge of it with your light, and it continues off into the darkness to the west. Ooh, I see. Yeah, and, in, and on okay. the eastern end of this fountain, in the midst of it, is this is this ten foot tall Arcantian legionnaire, which is one hand he's got a gladius, and the other he has a horn that is that that water is pouring out of into the fountain. Something like that. Yes. Okay. All right. So we are standing here. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So door, five foot corridor, 10 foot corridor and fountain statue. Yeah. And everything is coated with ice, even into that tra- chamber that opens up to the West. You can see that the room is coated with ice, um, except for the fountain itself and the statue appear to be clear of ice and snow. And there is actual liquid water running out of that fountain, out of the, out of the horn into the fountain. I'm sorry, the statue seen... The statue depicts what now? An Arcantian legionnaire. So someone that's contemporary with Marius Tricotor. Correct. Does there any insignia on the legionnaires, like equipment, like 13th Legion or uh, any battle standards or and like anything like that, like anything that might. It's a very good question, it. but no. Um, okay. But it, but it's armor. The way it's carved is it's it, 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 you can peg it for like it's like all the famous pictures and and, and renderings you've seen of ancient Arcantian. Is it an officer or a footman? A footman. Are okay. there um, with the statues that we've seen? Our eyes immediately must go to the joints around the arms, um, just because what we've seen so far. Does it look like this thing would have joints there? And additionally, the horn and the gladius that it's holding, do those seem to be also carved or those seem to be actual uh, things that the sto- carved? They appear to uh, be carved, carved and you, from this distance, you can't see any seams, although you, is, you would assume that you would need to take more time and be closer. Okay. Well, how about this, guys? How about Morton Gorin to move up 10 feet, look down that side corridor and listen at the door, and then if that seems stable we go look at the fountain room so nothing pops out of that door and gets us from the back i think that's, that's a, good a great idea, idea. david you do you wanted to say something i can tell i have a, i have clues i have deduced i've been holding my hand up for maybe 15 minutes i just oh, want to yeah. put on it that i'm using the system and everyone else isn't anyway. yes, thank you thank you <laughs> um sorry to rewind <laughs> but something occurred to me that i just want to point out as we continue yeah. To delve, it is the 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 shape of the room that we just fled from, and the victims therein is not ah. dissimilar from the area of effect of something like the cone of frost that I shoot out of my wand. I mention this because if mm. there was mm. another mode of egress that didn't involve using the teleportation circle, that a contemporary party trying to loot this tomb would take, it might very well be the stairs to the south and they are sending and having not gotten the blessing from our lady who may also have an avatar of her, of herself in snow form are immediately being sort of like quashed and frozen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm right about that, but just spatially I'm looking at that. And I'm going, that is like a foyer, right? <laughs> and there's yeah, a defense no, system aimed exactly at that stairwell in my mind, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not aimed North and it's not aimed East, which is interesting to me. I just want to point that out as we like map, because that might be a, a, hint at a, an exit all right 
anyway, continue. Sorry. I think that's plausible. Uh, thank you. That makes that's, I that's, I mean, there's nothing, nothing yeah. beyond like, I just wanted to plant that, that, that seed. All right. What do you do? So Mort and Gorn will step up 10 feet and Gorn, why don't you improvision down the hallway while Gorn, uh, Mort listens at the door? Okay. How's that so, sound? So you're, yep. you're avoiding, we're talking about to the north and not to the west, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just yeah. the two of us going up north just to make sure we know what's going on up okay. yonder. Okay. Who's looking at the door? Uh, that will be El Morto. Mort. Okay. The, so the, the door listening goblin. The, the door is encased in ice. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, that's worth noting. John, while they're uh, checking that out, um, can we do a close examination of these walls? I know that it's got a, a layer of ice over it, but looking closely, can we see anything behind the behind the ice or through the ice? Uh, it looks not here in this corridor, no. Okay. Yeah. Um. Mort's going to listen at the door, although he's going to be careful not to actually stick his big old floppy ear right up on that ice because, you know, sure, I don't want to stick to it. You know, if you if you lick it, your tongue will stick. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, okay, so it takes a turn. Um, it, is now, it is now 5 p.m. And, and, and Gorinch you... is just supposed to be, you know, scouting down the corridor with his infravision. Yep, you do not hear anything. At the same time, Gorinch, uh, with your infravision... Uh, you do not see anything ping. However, you can tell in the darkness that after 10 feet down that corridor, there is mm-hmm. a, uh, a narrow five foot wide stairway that goes down gradually for 20 feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, hold on. It goes, wait, oh, so after 10 feet, this little corridor goes down. Does the corridor continue on? It does. Straight west or straight east? Uh, so something straight, like... Yeah, but I, I would say that because there's no heat at all in the quarter that I'm not going to give Gorn much more info than the, just the staircase. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm bored where I am. I couldn't see anything in the ice. I walk up there with the light so he can see them. <laughs> okay. Well, it's with the light... back here. With the light, it extends see. 30 feet so you can see to the base of, this, of, the, of the stairway. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, Ted, there's, it goes directly east. It goes down. Oh, I missed something. So it's just an eastern passageway. After 10 feet, there's a staircase that goes down gradually for 20 feet. In the same direction. In the same oh. direction, yeah. Oh, I Down see. does not equate to south, necessarily. I, re- I really do think that this room is like an antechamber for anyone entering from that down stairwell. Because in either direction, they would encounter this this statue. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. The, the thing about it is... is if the room with the giant bath relief face on it is like where probably the higher end people would arrive from with yeah. their teleportation circle and all the rest of that, then all the plebeians that might be coming here would have to go through that antechamber and then be confronted with the throne and all the rest of that. However, I don't know if that's necessarily germane to the fact that there's some sort of ice demon or something sitting on the throne. <laughs> no, you know no, I, I mean, I have no idea, but like, for instance, if this, okay, I'm really, really, I don't want to waste all of our time just extrapolating, but if this is a defense system, right? If there were something to trigger a, we need to lock this fucking place down, we're not welcoming the plebes in for worship, right? Someone is trying to raid 
right? Or someone, I don't know, like created a giant chasm and that rifted the world in half and twain because we're under a, an existential threat. It is possible, whatever the significance of this place would be, would mm -hmm. put the dog, the guard dog on, right? Like that, that, that like the yeah. common entrance would no longer be accessible. And so only, right, the aristocrats or the people of power would have access. Again, that's pure speculation. Well, we don't need to weigh on it too let's long. Let's go investigate the rest of the area, person. David, and see if there's a way to turn that defense system off. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Where do you well, go? I will say, I think Dave's idea has some merit in the sense that we've got this entrance room and a corridor going up. So right, so right now we're in this upper level. There's another corridor going down. It puts the the icy corpse room in that same sort of level as the teleportation entrance, right? Oh. Suggesting you've got multiple entrances, which means we're now entering into the asylum proper is I think where Dave's going with that. And I think he's right. One other thing I'll mention that um, just we've seen throughout this dungeon, a common theme. There's usually something visual to show, mm -hmm. to prove that you're okay to be there. This We know this thing has eyes, right? It's watching. That was the one detail yeah. we got. So yeah. let's let's keep looking around. Let's see if we yeah. can find something that might be. Love it. But yeah, let's okay. do it. Well, let's keep going, guys. Which, which so, way? So John, at this point, we've listened at the door. We've looked down the hall. We're now going to, I think we should move to here and investigate this room. Okay. Yep. All right. And look. I just got my life out. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Avaricio steps up with his light. Um, uh, you're before he does, uh, Goran and Mord, you're uh, nothing pings with, with, uh, heat. Okay. Um, it, once again, this entire chamber <laughs> is coated with snow and ice, except for a, uh, except for this fountain in the center of the room. Now the chamber itself, Ted is exactly the same dimensions as Lady Clementia's asylum down there. Okay. Okay. Um, except there is no passageway leading north. There appears no to be no exit at all. There appears to be no exit except where you are standing right now. Okay. The fountain in the center of the room is five foot wide, rectangular, and stretches for thirty feet directly in the center of the room. At the other end of the fountain is a exact identical twin of the same Archontian legionnaire also pouring water from a drinking horn and wielding a gladius at that end. However, in addition, in the four corners of the room, or I should say on the four slanted walls of the room, there are additional statues. Uh-oh. Um, this is, yeah. The, they are actually eight feet tall, so they are slightly smaller. They are also Archontian legionnaires, and they, um, let me just double check here. They appear to be spearmen, and they are standing at attention with their spears, like, you know, on the ground. Now, the, uh, they are carved of a different stone than the ones that are actually in the fountain. The fountain, the, the fountain statues are actually carved when you get up close now. They're actually carved, carved out of basalt. The detail is exquisite with these statues. They are so detailed that you can see every joint in their articulated splint mail, our, uh, ancient Archontian splint mail that they're wearing, um, even down to their carved toe and fingernails are actually are, are carved and detailed. Uh, the eight foot 
tall statues in the corners are not they're they're still really nice they're fully featured and everything like that but they're not quite as uh, as detailed um and about three feet out from the fountain in all directions the snow and ice does not approach and mm. the fountain itself is filled with water cold and clear okay john i have a question uh I'm getting so like guys. I'm 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 uh uh getting very much like the layout of a Roman villa. Like it's a Roman house mm. in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this feels like the sort of atrium or the cavadium, or however you pronounce it, right? Yeah. Yep. Which which typically would have an uh not only like a fountain and the sort of like surroundings, you know, pillars that we're seeing, but also would have a skylight or a sky opening, right? John, yeah. is there anything above the balcony level that opens up vertically? Good question. Um, it is it is a rather tall chamber. It looks yeah. now once again it's draped with icicles, right? So there's a huge coating of ice. Sure. You would probably guess. Goran could probably tell you that originally it was likely to be about twenty feet tall, so quite tall. Do I, do I have any? This is a different edition question. Do I have any sense about how far down we are, John? Just uh, from dwarfiness? No, not this. You just have you just <laughs> just yeah. it's a fair I'm question to ask, what but would yeah. look like Mike. I mean, what would that yeah. look like? Yeah. In in his <laughs> defense, if these weren't worked stone, maybe a dwarf would have like geological knowledge of the type of stone per like depth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, the, the reason I say there, in other editions, dwarves have that ability to detect uh, how deep they are. Well, and all that, to, so. to be clear, to be clear, the reason that you can't really tell the re- reason I'm ruling that you can't really tell is because of the thick coating of ice. You cannot tell any geologic features, really. So once well, again, I wonder if we slept, there, I would there, be able to figure it out. There may <laughs> so be there may be secrets to be unearthed should the ice thaw. I think the ice okay. thaws, thaws, man. If we get rid of that fucking snow beast in there, that guy in there, John. Is there any kind of like a chalice or anything in this room? Uh, just there, there are two drinking horns that are being held by the legionnaires. Um, no, I would like, like to walk up to the edge of the water and just look down in there to see if there's anything in. There's nothing in there, but it is clear and you can see to the bottom and it is clear of any sort of debris or refuse or anything like that. Take a sip. Drink it. That, uh, to, also, to be clear, this is the second place where you see him, which is clear of snow and ice. But unlike oh. the visage of Lady Clementia, there is no warmth coming from here. It just appears okay. that the snow and ice do not encroach upon the boundaries of the fountain. Tyler, if you're going to drink from it, say something like to the honor of Marius Tricotor or and Lady Clementia or something like that, you know? Yeah, definitely you, mention her name. Because those uh, those black statues definitely look like they'll come out and beat your ass for for just shits and grins. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um yes, yeah, so uh Mort will step forth and he will say, uh, blessings be upon the house of Marius Tricotor and Lady Clementia. May the gods shine upon them, and he will take a sip of the water. All right. The four statues in the corner ratchet into life with the cracking of stone as they bring their spears to bear and start to march quickly towards all of you, intent on spearing you to the ground. Oh, <laughs> wrong answer. You chose poorly. <laughs> You you are the TPK, you bastard. Um, at the same time as that happens, uh, hold on. Uh, salt, we get salt out. 
Uh, well, okay. Yeah, so the, what you drink, what you actually goes down your gullet, um, doesn't have any ill effects, but it tastes, it does not taste like cold, clear water. It tastes bitter and like, oh. like nastily, um, like, like temperate, Literally. you know, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just when, when, you know what I mean? Like when you expect cold water and you get temperate water, you're just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that sort of thing. Oh, uh, that okay. water heater funk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, and they come, uh, they come to life. So spells, are they one declaring to cast spells? I am not going to cast spells. So just no. to be clear, it was not because we don't, we had entered the room. It wasn't the entry. It was the water. It was the, it was when, the you, water. when that water touched your lips, those statues came okay. to life. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys. All right. No I, spells. Let's roll for initiative. I guess I better roll it, huh? I got a three. Better. All right. One, Ted. Oh, a two. Oh. Sorry, guys. Okay. You're just full of apologies, aren't you, Ted? <laughs> What's that? Full of apolo- You're just full of apologies, aren't you? You okay. shut up. So you, you guys you are mean. in combat. In combat, you guys would normally be moving at 30. You're now moving at 15. The statues right. do not appear do not appear to be similarly obstructed. You are also oh. minus one to attack. Uh, they stomp through the snow quickly, uh, coming in from all sides. Um, and yeah, I would say that all of you guys are exactly where that marker is. So um, uh, let's see. That's 30. I, actually, so the ones on the far end could actually make it as well. So they all encroach upon you, and there are seven of you, right? And there's four of them. Um, right. Okay. So I'm going to say that the two immediately that are close to you immediately uh, basically encroach right upon Mort, and two of them are going to attack Mort, and then the okay. other two are going to attempt to well, pick random targets. And um, that would be... One, two, three, four, five, six. So here we go. Gorn for one. You're welcome. And Gorn for the other two. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so two, two Gorn and two Mort. Okay. I didn't pour a big enough whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and Brutal. just just to make sure, this so far, at least from what we've seen, this spell doesn't seem to be protecting us from these constructs. These constructs still seem intent on melee attacking us. Uh, that is actually a good point. Give me a second. Yes! We have the blessing. We have the blessing, baby. Thank you, Matt. Thank Matt, you, with Matt. a come through. I'm so glad you said something. I'm so glad you like, said you something. Know, this spell feels really familiar, and there's something not right about these guys. Uh, give me a second. got to check something here. Give me one moment. I got to look up. so excited. Uh, I love this. Instead, you'll have a honeymead taste to the water and they all. <laughs> if, yeah, if it's helpful, I have it in my, uh, my, okay. my frame over there, but. Okay. So they, yeah, they encroach upon you with spears, uh, born down, uh, bearing down upon you. And you guys are like, Oh fuck. And you, you're trying to scrabble back in the snow, but you lost an issue that they come across you. And then, um, they, uh, they, I guess they would come up maybe overhead with the spears maybe. And as they attempt to come down, you see they're like, oh, oh, and they kind of take a step back and like sort of stumble in the snow 
as um, they are not able to engage in melee with you. So they are surrounding you, but you are not actually engaged with them because they cannot get into melee with you. So they're a little bit further than five feet away, so you do not need to declare melee movement, and you could still actually use ranged weapons if you wanted to, okay? Um, and you feel... Uh, you could feel actually like there's a pulse of of protection that basically like emanates out from you as they attempt to attack you. Like you can actually feel it. it actually feels like kind of good, like pleasurable, um, as you're protected. Oh, interesting. Nicely so done, Matt. I completely Matt. forgot. Thank you so much, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Matt. Yeah, okay, yes. You know, I have a, a, they, a hotline to somebody. But why are uh, they evil statues? Uh, it, it is it yeah it's just the enchanted I nature think of preventing the, it's, from looters it's not their alignment remember we discussed this it's yeah. their constructed nature yeah these are, oh, these right. are yeah, yeah. right right and, so right. uh avaricious will remind everyone if you attack them it breaks it okay yeah, yeah. so okay, okay so I don't think it's they they have not um they have not prevented your egress like your exit from the, from the corridor, uh, from the room to the east, if you want to retreat. However, they are basically blocking any further path. Well, no, that's not true. You could skirt around them if you wanted to go deeper but into the room. Is there any other exits out of this room? No. I bet there's I a think... secret door somewhere. I also to be clear, too, the, the, statue... the, the two statues in the fountains have not moved at all. Yes. And and there may be something to the temperature of the water and steam's ability to melt ice. I don't know. I'm just throwing different ideas out there. I think we yeah. should check out as in as in as much as we can while this is happening. Although we should bear in mind, you know, we don't have forever. We should check out those two statues because I don't know that there's another. Yeah. If that if the northern door is frozen, and if I, my suspicion is right, correct that the other stairwell just like circles back around. There's nowhere else to go, and we no, might have a finite I mean, amount of time. At that point, we have to work on. Ass. We have to work on the icy door at that point, you know. Yeah, no, that'll but, be but my, chipping. Yeah, but I don't um, think we're gonna get. We're not gonna get through the door. So what I'm getting at is, if, if solving the puzzle is on a like a time crunch because of the protection from evil, if it's a puzzle, right. yeah, that might no, be our I, only I, way of surviving this because they're gonna chase us down to Clementia after the. Well, let's say that we can find out. Um, yeah, let's do it. Uh, All so right. one thing I would like to do, uh, John, is I'd like to take a uh, a bucket. I'm not going to cause these guys harm. I would like to take a, a bucket out of the sack mm -hmm. and um, uh, scoop some of the water into a bucket. Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> it's a little odd. So basically, you're basically, you know, you're I being. I say, excuse me. I'm very polite. Yeah, you're you're being actively attacked, and you just uh, guys uh, guys are just kind of going about your business in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is, this is very. Like, this is on brand for us. Right? Yeah. This is very on brand. So, so how about oh. while Matt is getting water, and I have ideas about what you're going to do with that? Why don't uh, Mort's going to uh, climb up onto one of the uh, fountain statues and look for joints in the arms or secret triggers in the eyes, or does the sword move or something like that? Uh, I'll okay. start with the and, and John. While while he's doing that, I'm going to be searching for triggers on the fountain, or writing on the fountain, or any kind of like other like statuary that might have told us like what not to do. Right. Okay. Got it. <laughs> the sign that says "Do not drink." All right. Yeah. So, Avaricious, you can get water. You have like a water skins full of water. Okay. Okay. Um, um, noted as somehow different than normal water. Okay. Uh, the this is all takes a turn, of course. Um, yeah. Mort, you do not see any seams in the statue or anything strange about the statues themselves. Gorand, um, you give the whole place a thorough look through for any sort of indication of, like, you know, anything else odd about the room, I suppose. Um, 
you can see that on the northern wall of the room, through the ice, there is the barest hint of what is probably an inscription on the wall. Ooh. But you cannot, there's, all you can tell is that it's probably writing. Just in the center of the northern wall or the mm -hmm. whole northern wall? Basically the whole northern wall. I'm going to um, venture, yeah. I guess, and say it's in... Avaricios, can I have an ice pick and a mallet? Uh, there's something I'd like to I'd like to try first if you want to do this. I'm going to take um, some that water that I just uh, got, and I want to um, throw it and splash it on the ice that's over the uh, inscription. What are you this doing? seems to be some... The water? Uh, I'm, oh, the I'm water? taking the... The, the water the, and I'm, water. I'm you know, throwing it on the okay. wall. I want to see if this seems to have some kind of like antifreeze. It basically immediately water. immediately like freezes on the wall, just like okay, so it doesn't melt. Okay, you made it worse. Made oh my God. job harder, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, okay, you know you have to throw some stuff. Um, uh, I already I already have um, uh, we have pit you know ice uh, we have spikes so we can just use. Well, also, I mean, for what it's worth. If you've just splashed with water, it would be extra transparent. The ice wouldn't be opaque, right? Is it possible for me to run up and stick my nose right up against the wall and read it slowly? Uh, no, it's a, you can't make it out. Okay. You, don't, you can't even tell John, what language it is. I'm, I'm going to take out like an ice pick and a mallet from the uh, from Laurel Sack. Oh, mm -hmm. use this iron spike. I get, I'll get you a, I'll get you a hammer, but don't get the, don't get sure. your anyway. Don't get greedy. I'm going to just try and see if I can um, knock off a chunk of the ice. Uh, I, I don't yeah. want to do it right on the inscription. I'm going to do like a point above it on either side yeah. and then down below it so that I'm not yeah. damaging the uh, writing. Yeah, you would know how to do it. Like it, it comes off normal, you know, like a, a significant chunk. If in based upon like what you were able to hammer away with like a couple of seconds of work, Goran, you could probably determine that you could uncover by chipping away ice the entire inscription in probably about three turns. Would him okay. using a chisel that I have, which is meant for stone, mm -hmm. increase the speed of that over just a pike? Uh, no. No, okay. I'm, I'm kind of looping. I'm just thinking of like a... Oh, a of you know, yeah. I'm not making a differentiation, really. Do you do guys, before we do that, do we leave this room and see if the statues reset? So oh, we don't man. have to worry about them in you know impaling us while we're doing this. Yeah. They're following like all of you around. Like one's like you know, they're always just constantly like <laughs> well, let's, going about your business. Let's leave the room yeah. and see if they go back to their spots and reset. And then maybe Mort stays outside of the room since he's the sinner, the offender. Oh that's harsh. I, I'm done with bro. that. On the way out, I I would like to look at the the plinth of one where it was standing just to see if there was anything interesting about the, the plinth uh, where no plinth they were standing on the ground. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's back up. Right, we'll go yeah. warm up with a big face and then we'll come back. Okay. Go all the way back down to the face. Let's just exit the room. All right. So you move, you move back out of the room. Um, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So I'm going to say it's going to take about three turns to get back to lady Clementia. Because you have well, to hold on before we do that. I don't know that we agreed to do that. Mike suggested yeah. it. Also, three turns uh, at the same duration would take to check out the inscription. Yeah, if we step out just to here, do the statues do anything or do they follow us? They do not follow you. Okay. Do they do anything like reset? They reset. Yeah, they go back to their corners. That's okay. all. Yeah, I don't think we need to go all the way back then. 
All right. I mean, that's fine, guys. I just uh, I wasn't trying to waste the time. I was just trying no, to. No, yeah. I, I didn't want the blessing yeah. to run out while we're in there and we're all yeah, doing good. stuff. A turn goes yeah, by so to get back to that point right there in the corridor. Lauren, do you want to go and chisel while we stay out here? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, all so right. you're going to go start chiseling the door to the north then. What I'm one, what I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. What do you have to chisel with? I have pythons and a hammer in my backpack. Okay, great. Okay, so you start chiseling. The noise is loud in the muffled silence of these chambers as three turns go by. Okay. Uh, first of all, the door, Mort. Um, yeah. The, the door appears to be solid wood, iron barred, similar to the Thothian doors that you've seen in other parts of the dungeon. Okay. Um, there is, uh, appears to be a keyhole, although though it is not, it is not something that you could look through. Is it full of ice? Yes, it appears to be full of ice. Yeah. It's also very small. It's also very small. Now, oh, back not going to fit Yost's giant keys. Um, and yeah, okay. I, yeah, I say you could probably get the, basically the whole door um, in three turns. At the same time, okay. Goran basically finishes his work back in the other chamber in the fountain room. And Goran, you could see that there is a two foot tall inscription written in Mithric that is also filled with gold. It appears to be the same sort of make as the one that was by Lady Clementia. Call David right. over. Just yeah. a quick, quick question, John. Um, approximately, like, how many turns has it been since we got our, uh, our blessings from Lady Clementia? Uh, I don't know how many turns it's been. Uh, I just, because Avaricios knows, he doesn't know if this is like the standard spell, but if he were to cast that spell, he knows about how long it would last. And so he would start warning people when when about 12 turns came I guess around. We're about 10, personally. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when it was cast, but yeah, I that's, suspect that's mine is going to expire very <laughs> soon, and y'all's might be like a, an extra long version. Well, mine, actually, mine, and Yost, mine and Yost is probably going to expire very it's soon. It's been nine turns. Nine yeah. turns. Okay. So, so I'm going to run over full blast to this inscription and read it with Gorn. Thanks for thinking of that, Matt, because it's very. Yeah, it's great. I mean, who, know, who knows? But the, you know, <laughs> okay. the exact yeah, same language and handwriting it's an inscription right but it's it filled in with gold you feel too that if you took the time you actually might be able to carve out this gold from the inscriptions in both this room and the other one and actually get some value out of it however there that seems is wrong there the, um it is written similarly but this says imperator with an exclamation point with faith and strength i uphold your authority and obey your rightful commands imperator With faith and strength, I uphold your authority and obey your rightful commands. commands. Imperator. Imperator. With it has the feeling of, a, of an oath. Yes. With that being uh, read, I'm going to turn to uh, the fountain or or the like, perhaps the, the legionnaire at the, the face of the fountain. Get upon a knee and recite this out loud and see if there's any change in the room. Uh, nothing happens. Okay. The statue what didn't are... re respond to us when we came back in. Uh, they? No, okay. they have not. Okay, I'm going to ah, take this in here's, mind. Here's what you do: you say that as you drink. It's like a that's the oath. Cheers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll try like it. I like this. it. 
Would everyone like to leave the room? So if I, if someone dies, it's me. Okay. <laughs> Although I still have protection. Okay. Can I? Can I? Okay, Matt. Can I ask of you one more thing? Can you pull a similar horn as the Legionnaire has out of this, so I can can really really like lean into the theme here? You've got a perfectly good bucket. It's nice and clean. <laughs> Come on. What do you fancy pants with your schooling and stuff? Take the bucket. Drink from uh, the bucket. All right. I'll take. I'll take the bucket. Uh, and and uh, 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 I'll dunk I'll, I'll dunk it into the fucking water. If this is sacrilege to them, it's just gotten worse. And I and I will uh, get upon it, or, or I'll, I will em, whether it, what's well, excuse me, whether it matters or not. I will imitate the posture of the legionnaire at the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll raise the glass and I'll say, "Imperator, with faith and strength, I uphold your authority and obey your rightful commands." Imperator, and I will drink. As you imbibe and you speak the words of allegiance to the great Marius Tricotor, you feel incredible. It's just like fucking Kurt Russell in Big Trouble, or he's like in the elevator. Yes. You know, you 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 feel uh, infused with greater uh, strength and power, and your mind opens up to new knowledge as knowledge just floods into your mind as you suddenly gain two levels. John, I only have one one request. Tell me this is a one and done, and they can as well. <laughs> you feel you feel a bond across the ages, associating your newfound power with the subtle, non honest like a like a not what's the word? Um, yeah, the subtle power of Mars Tricotor across the ages, a quiet, a quiet power um, that infuses you. That regalia is going to look so good on me, fellows. It's going to look <laughs> so good. What? Two what levels? <laughs> um, now, the so you now, let me just check here. Baby, I got to look at my charts. Oh, sure you don't want me to sleep, guys? Sure you don't want me to sleep? Is that, is that something you don't want to so do? You, I, I may have misspoke like where you don't, you're not going to learn new spells, but you have the capability to know more spells. Okay. So you gain yeah, all the I've effects of actually right. gaining two levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, roll uh, 2d4 for hit points. Oh my God. I love this. This is lovely. Thank you so much, Imperator. Where, okay, <laughs> there we go. I mean, I'm glad I thought of it as a drinking oath, but what? <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you to uh, uh, Mort. Uh, always brilliant. So that was five. So, guys, I have a whopping 14 HP now. Aren't you excited for me? Uh, note four, down, five, note down how many hit points. Ten. Note down not only how many points you have total now, but like what your role was. Oh, that means it's temporary. It probably is, yeah. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, no, the good thing is, is that might actually mean that it is not a one and done. It is not like something that yeah. just happens to David and the rest. Is that of good? Oh, okay. Let's roll that's through good. this. Real, let's roll through this real <laughs> quick. Onward. Right. What did you roll for it? Okay, so you got your hit points noted. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. In addition, um, it puts you up at uh, level six, which puts you in the next bracket. So you now have a plus two to attack. And okay. your your saves go down to the following numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. You ready? 
11, 12, 11, 14, 12. Okay. Dang, and the new knowledge that you, that uh, this allows you is you can now cast two third level spells if you have them in your spell book. I do. That's the beauty of it, guys. Yeah. Sorry to oh. interrupt you. On my third level spell book, I already have rope trick. Oh, I have such a good one. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> rope trick. Fear. I fear to rope trick. Detect invisible. A detect illusion. Detect magic and suggestion. Oh, you have a lot of third level spells. All right, you oh, can so remember all those spell books we stole. Oh, I'm so okay. Happy. I'm going to choose them at random. How many spells do you know that are third level? One, two, three, four, five. I know six spells of third okay. level. So in that level, that in that order that you just read them to me, that's what I'm going to roll. Or you can roll them. You want to roll them? Doesn't matter. Sure. Okay. okay. What do you, what do you, you want to roll? roll? So you can roll two two d six, and each one is um is the number you know is the down the list of what you certainly know. Okay. First one, rope trick. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. All right. Nice. Second one, uh, detect illusion. Okay. Detect illusion. Okay. Cool. Amazing. So the knowledge well, that just know. sort of like just gets thrust into your mind immediately. John, we all got to try this now. Of course we do. Do you? Yeah. We should. In fact, we should all do it like as a group, like all chanting together like Legionnaires would. Okay. Cool. Uh, so everyone everyone says the oath to the Imperator and drinks of the water? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. The statues kill us. <laughs> 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 Uh, okay, so you all drink it. You're expecting the worst, and you all fill with the power of Marius Tricotor. I love um, it. There is also this sort of side thing, similar to the way that Laryl affected Avaricios, is that there is this bond across the ages to the great hero himself, uh, a personal thing, right? As if, uh, as if swearing that oath meant something. Hell yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe you get the bonus levels until you break the oath. Be if nice. he orders us to do something and we don't do no, it. Yeah. yeah. I like all this. I'm we all may be lawful now, or not lawful, but you know. Okay. All so, I know is it's right. getting a little crowded in here. Uh yeah. so yeah, you it's everyone's just like, whoa, now you're definitely reliving that scene from big trouble, right? Like everyone in the elevator is like, Yeah, right, you know. Um and you're you're it. you could all looking around at each other like you guys are looking good. Everyone's looking awesome. All right. Um, so yeah, you get all, all get the benefits. Um, go ahead and uh, roll your I got shit. My, I got my stuff done, John. I'm rolling two D eight for my hit points. Make sure, you uh, know, it's a, make sure it's in pencil. You know what I'm saying? I will. <laughs> I will. Um, and I know that that drops me or that moves me up a slot for attacks and for saving throws. So I've got those numbers. Cool. All right, here's my hit point roll, John. All right, so one and a three. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll roll for Avaricio's 2d6. Don't forget the retainers. Uh, oh, that is God, a total yeah. of six, but uh, minus uh, two, so uh, four. Okay. All right, uh, those who have finished, um, why don't those people like David, maybe, um, uh, why don't you decide what you're doing next? So we're not just sitting here doing all this. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. David. Okay. So just, just to clarify, you have fully inspected the statue at the front of the fountain, Ted, and found nothing. Yes. Not the far Western statue in the fountain. Yeah. I'm going to do that one as well. I'm going to inspect that one very closely. Okay. Taking a turn. Um, you don't find anything different about that one. 
it I'm is also going to... Sorry. So it's now 6 p.m. After that, I'm going to inspect the westernmost wall and the southern wall for other inscriptions. The or secret boards, etc. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say, like, if you want to do the western and the southern, it's going to take two more turns. I'm okay with that if they are. Um, um, while we're all feeling your... beefy, do we want to go um, oh, nine ice monster round? Well, <laughs> hold on. What's what's a, what's the two t- answer on the two turns? Yes, no. We were at, we were at nine turns on protection. Avaricios, you said it lasts uh, vaguely eleven ish, uh, around twelve. If I were to cast it, that's the normal. But who knows? You know, this is no. kind of weird stuff. I don't know. So they have not activated again, so I think. I'm gonna still risk it, John. <laughs> two turns. But we should go back. I, I'm gonna go back to the head after this. But yeah, two turns. Okay, two turns. After two turns, um, all of the retainers and onweers' feeling of protection disappears. However, everyone else maintains. Okay. After you've after you've thoroughly searched the southern wall, however, even though you feel depressed as uh, as the Lady Clemencia's protection wafts off of you, d- disappears, you d- you are actually able to gain something for the amount of time that you just spent on where, as you discover something interesting, <laughs> a door, a secret door, ooh, ooh. Um, that you can barely barely make out. In fact, you don't even know if it's secret. It appears to be. Um, actually, I think I actually have the actual thing here. Let me check. Um, yeah, I probably, yeah, yeah. So there is on the Southeastern portion of the wall directly behind the statue that is now residing there right now. Okay. You can see through the ice that there is a vague outline of what appears to be a very small, like just wide enough for a human door. And it is well hidden behind the statue and all of the ice. Is it accessible behind the statue? Uh, Not really. Not, not easily. You know what I mean? You can't like really step behind there, you know, and not, not only that, but it's covered in ice. Hmm. I mean, the statue is not on a plinth. And we are all strengthened. Can we just push the statue five feet, ten feet to the right? Try, try giving it an order, soldier. Forward mm. march. Yes. Uh, sure, I'll say, soldier, obey the imperator. Move thyself to the north. Nothing, unfortunately. Nothing. Uh, when, when can I inspect the statue real quick? Uh, it has a spear. It's dressed in legionnaire's armor. Is there anything else special about it? Uh, not particularly, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everyone, let's move this statue. <laughs> it's going to kill me in a second because I have no protection from evil, but it's fine. Let's just... <laughs> or, or would everyone like to go back and take a rest in front of the lady? And, and, or, or, or what do you want to do? Our, our juice might go away. All, oh, of course, course but, but all of the retainers juices are gone and mine are as well so no no, no like our, our, our new juice levels, bro our bonus levels oh uh, okay then let's try to push this thing aside because we the only or, or do we go slap the shit out of ice monster 
Uh, I mean, I would, I would rather I check gain... the secret door than to fight the ice monster personally. Just trying to check the secret door. <laughs> I think that's the whiskey talking. <laughs> I'm, I know it might be the whiskey talking, but I have a plus six to hit, and I do two d eight plus one points of damage. Uh, points of damage. I, like I'm just like I kind of want to go. Gorand, I think you have a special mission only you can achieve, my friend. <laughs> there is a fiend to the south, and you must vanquish it. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I, or, I only will go with me. Four hit points out of that man. I, I am not taking on a cone of cold. Um, you see, look at your saves right now, Ted. I know they are quite good. <laughs> I will. I will say. I will say with that in mind, Ted. I think there is a possibility, not a certainty, that if we were to yeah. hug the wall over to that thing because of the, the imagined. Cone. Imagined cone Imagine that I'm cone. I'm conceiving may be there. We could avoid yeah. its like range. It's I think once once we enter into where those corpses are, we kind of have a rough sense of that boundary. Having said that, I still think we should do the secret door before yeah, fighting your door all the way. Nice death. I mean, yeah. There's the other door too that we could be chipping away at. You know, I'm worried, you're, worried, you're worried about the temporary levels. We're going to spend levels chipping away at the door instead of the door we just found that's secret in front of us. Come on, Dude, I do have secret doors. <laughs> Secret door. John, can I, secret door. Can secret I door. investigate the statue and see if there's a way that it slides or moves? Uh, no, you, you don't even need to investigate. Like you could, because you saw in motion, it was freestanding yeah. on the ground with no plinth. All right, so we should be able to okay. pick it up. Not only that, you know, what we could do if we don't want to pick it up, we can pour some water on the ground so it freezes and slide it on the ice for ease of use. If we're worried about our strength being an issue, it's already on ice and snow. Don't forget to. Oh, sure, it's all ice. Yeah. So then then let's just tie a rope to it, dude, and get out of the room and yank it. I was imagining we wouldn't break it. We would. I don't want to. I don't. Yes. The reason I wanted to try to be gentle with it is because I feel like an act of violence against it could trigger in the same way as drinking the the bad water. And all I want to do is kind of nudge him. That's may have the same effect, but I. All right, David. Then do what you're gonna do. Because I've given you two suggestions, you don't like them. Go do what you're gonna do. Don't don't get short with me. Who didn't want me to memorize the freezing spell that would have happened? Would have helped at every single challenge we found in this dungeon so far. Who insisted no? <laughs> to Mike's point, though, let's let's do something though. What do you do? I'm gonna gently push. And Yost, Morton Yost will come to your aid and help you pick it up. Okay, so you gently try to like just pick it and move it up to the side. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh it's it's very very heavy. Um even with yours. So you don't think that you can actually um lift it up, but you could certainly like tip it a little bit and drag it, you feel. That's we what you that kind of like rocking back mm-hmm. and forth on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll do that. So, We're going to move it to the side. Okay. So you can do that. Great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's open the secret door. Okay. That it is a frozen block of ice and you can barely make it out. Damn it. But <laughs> like I told you. Uh, so we start chipping it out, I guess, right? I think we should chip it out. It's a secret door. Three turns. You okay with that? Okay. Yeah. All yes. right. Uh-huh. Interestingly enough, like all through all this time, you have not been disturbed by anything. Um, just be aware, except for things that you have disturbed yourself. The uh, but you have managed to chip it out. Now you can see that what um Onweir was very very careful in his study because what appears as you kind of look it out is actually a piece of the stone wall that looks to have just have been like a little bit of a different coloration. And that's what you picked up on. We're, um, it, I, I mean, I'm actually kind of 
thinking back, like, I don't know if I should have given it to you because it would be, it would be so subtle, especially behind the shadow of the statue, but fuck it. You took the time to, to, to do it. So I got, um, an, I got an 18 intelligence, baby. I, you got I an 18 intelligence. Colors. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. And you can see that there is, um, uh, yeah, that like this very, very subtle di discoloration in the stone, which marks like a, a, you know, a rectangular section of it. All right, let's open it up. Yeah, can we find a catch or a, a button or lever? Press upon Pressing it. a stone in. Yeah. Do you want to um, spend another turn? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we have to, yeah. Okay, spend another turn. You do find that there is a small piece of stone that when depressed opens yeah. the door. It is now exactly 7 p.m. The door opens up. I love it. Tell me, John, tell me what I see. <laughs> there's a lot of treasure we can't haul out of here. There is a <laughs> frozen. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I don't I don't have to give you treasure. Just let me know. <laughs> don't know. It makes it Why much easier for me if I don't have to. When we get cynical, I just don't know. <laughs> okay. There is a five foot wide narrow passageway that leads. Okay. Uh, to the southeast at a 45 degree angle for about 10 feet before it turns directly to the south. Okay. The, uh, there is, a, a, I don't know what would happen here realistically where beyond the secret door is temperate and where you are is freezing, is freezing cold, but that effect occurs. Okay. The cold does not appear to have reached into this, right? So it probably would feel like a blast of heat, I suppose, right? It was probably what it feel like. Okay. Um, uh, and it, uh, and none like this chamber itself is barren. There is no debris at all. There's an intense amount of dust on the ground, but everything is stone and it is constructed. It is Arcantian. It is constructed. It is, it, 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 but it's rough though. Like it's like not, not well-traveled. It's not meant to be seen. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's dressed Arcantian stone dust on the ground. Well-cut. And, but very narrow, very secret, right? We're going to see the other side of this head, boys. Hope you're ready. Is this roughly correct here, John, the drawing? You got it, yep. Okay. So, um, Morton Gorn, advanced team again? Yep. Okay. Okay, it goes down for 30 feet north to south. So, a total length of, of 30 feet before it it turns to the southwest okay and already you're starting to start to warm up a little bit right um as you all march down that you hear a <laughs> behind you uh oh rut row <laughs> okay it's okay just keep going baby keep going after yeah, 10 okay. feet after 10 feet going southwest uh, the light shows that there is a narrow staircase that goes down, down into the darkness as far as you in, can see. In the same, same, same vector, same vector. So southwest yeah. stairs going down. Mm -hmm. God, Mira is just so useful. I, I keep saying it, but watching oh, I'm, Ted, I'm not even. Just, I'm not even showing this. What am I doing? Oh, yeah. There you show, go, audience. Show, Sorry about show that. Show the audience. audience whatever we're saying. 
Guys, I just want to say, did I say the heat was coming by in the wall? I did, didn't I? <laughs> I did, didn't I? You don't feel any other increase in heat. It's sure, just sure. that the temperature seems to be kind of leveling out here back to normal. It's protecting right? us from the cold. The yeah. cold's not coming. Mm. There's no snow or ice, yeah. so you're moving at a normal yeah. pace right now. Um, and you've moved one, two, three, four, eight. Yeah, not quite quite a turn yet. So something um, like that then is what mm -hmm. we got? Yep. And it goes okay. down, down, down. Do you continue to go down? Um, no. It goes down more than 20 feet? Oh, yeah. Oh my God! What if we yes. end up in the Hall of Heroes in the spaceship? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? Oh. <laughs> it comes out in the broken head. What the fuck? <laughs> we're, we're we're in Isocritus's, uh study again. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go down, man. It's eleven fifty-five. Why not? <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go, baby. Let's charge. <laughs> let's charge for. Okay. You go down, you keep on expecting it to level out or change direction, and it doesn't. It just goes steadily down at the same rate, down and down and down for 350 feet. What the fuck? I've got a graphic oh. for this. Hold on. <laughs> yes. I got to yes, go get my graphic. Yes, the secret going, my friend. <laughs> uh, so 350 feet. Uh, let's do a little quick calculation here. Oh, no. 350 oh, divided okay. by 90 is about four turns. Oh, no. So when we left that cold, it never came back. This is, this is not a radial thing around that head. You it have left stops. that area. You have a feeling yes. three, 350 feet down, it's a definite another level. You have you have left this level. Del 4, baby. Del 4. <laughs> Del 4. <laughs> <laughs> Del three, it was really nice. We had a lovely time, but uh, yeah, you know, we're on to Del four now. Uh, so Thanks. more, if you continue, uh, Ted, if you continue to map, just be aware that uh, whatever you map at this point will have to be redrawn onto a separate thing. Uh, you understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. it's a whole new level. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, I was looking. Yeah. I have a little graphic I made for you know, did a little zigzag through a long line. Just, I'll just make it out here. Just, just find another place to map and continue on, okay? After 350 feet, it finally levels. It, it, I should say it actually doesn't level out, but what it does is it finally turns, and it turns directly to the south. And the stairway goes on for another 30 feet, still 5 feet wide, all right, before it finally levels out for 10 feet before it hits a wall. And on that wall... All right. Wait, hold on, hold on. So we're going down, 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 and then it goes, it goes south for 30 south. It goes straight south for 30 feet, going down a staircase, then levels out for another 10 feet before it hits a wall. Okay. So I'm I'm juggling too many things in my brain here. Uh southeast and it stairs the whole length, that 350 down. It stairs. All stairs. Yep. And then so, it turns and it's 30 feet of straight corridor. 30 feet More of stairs. stairs going straight south. More stairs. Okay. And then it okay. levels out for another 10 feet before it hits a door. Okay. So. Doo -doo -doo. Very quickly, let me just. So we're going to be do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. This is crude and rough. Something yeah. like that, As right? As always, thank you, Ted. You're the yeah. hero. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. And then there's a door. Now, the door is obviously 
uh, meant to be found from this side or it was or, or or there was no attempt at making it secret but it is not like an obvious like a door with a latch or anything like that it appears to be like another panel like the whole the whole section of wall there appears to be movable um, and you can see that there is an obvious latch near the ceiling that would make it make, would you allow <laughs> to basically open up into the room beyond how, is this how similar high is that yeah is this similar to the latch system that we saw on Monkey Town? No, that was more like a pole, like a pole wire. This is more like an actual, I don't know, like a like a an actual physical latch, okay, a, a heavy thing. Also, John, just on the way down, um, nothing. The, the walls are all blank. No frescoes. No, not here in the corridor. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. everything looks like rough, but well made, but rough, like not finished, not not plastered or anything like that. Okay. Ah, okay. Open so the door. Goes... Open the door. <laughs> I open the door. We don't have much yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, while Ted's mapping, I open the door. <laughs> okay. You open the door up, and this is where we're going to leave it. I'll just give you the description of the room. Okay. It opens up into a 20 foot east to west by 30 foot north to south rectangular chamber. You are coming in at the northwestern corner of the north wall. All right. Wait, northwestern corner, north wall. What was the dimensions again? 20 feet east to west, 30 feet north to south, rectangular. Okay. Okay. In the direct center of the western wall is a door that has been completely demolished and broken down. Uh-oh. There does not appear to be any other exits out of the room. All right. Um, there... The, the, the remains of the door actually appear to have been thoroughly vandalized at some point. In addition, you see that there are holes in the granite walls themselves that looks as if something like heavy objects had been swung at them and, and took out huge chunks out of them. Okay. On the eastern wall, there is a mural that depicts a pastoral scene. Okay. It shows an allegorical representation of what you assume to be good government. There are figures in, uh, the tunics, the figures wearing the tunics of um, imperial officers like Cretae, uh, uh, Chartularii, and other imperial offices, um, collecting taxes, directing public works, and issuing judgments, all ancient Archontian, right? Um, the, uh, the prosperity of the government, like the good government, is shown in the pastoral mural because of the verdant landscapes that are sort of behind them, right? Abundant harvests, ripe orchards, that sort of thing. Um, and across this image, which is faded on the wall, in huge mithric letters, so old letters, but written atop and across the mural, as if it was, you know, what, not part of the original artwork, it says on Weir, may the Pentarch suffer in the pits of the abyss for his stubbornness. His honor has gotten us all killed. There are... Um, oh. Furnishings, a bed, a wardrobe, a desk, easy chairs, uh, a low table, several display racks. They've all been smashed to bits as if like there were vandals that just basically smashed them like looking for valuable, similar to like the door, right? Um, uh, there is amidst the debris of all this like silk and linen and stuff like that, there is a fragment of a painted teak folding screen. Um, that depicts a severe-looking bald Arcantian aristocrat. 
It looks to be worth some kind of money. It like, appears to be like the only item that kind of escaped destruction. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's all sorts of stuff that's sort of like lying about to be sifted through and things like that. Just one quick detail question, John. Mm-hmm. The door that was smashed, does it look like something smashed and came in or does it look like people on this side broke it? It looks like uh, it was smashed and broken into. Where is it again? On the Western Wall? Directly in the middle of the Western Wall. And the door that we just came through is not secret on the hallway side, but secret on this side, right? Yeah. So it yes, it's secret on this side, as if it was not meant to be found on this side. Yeah. Does I it do want to appear to be one way at all? Uh, with the secret door? Yeah. No, it's it's meant to be access. You know what I mean? Like it's not meant to be found on this side. Yeah. But no, yeah. I got it. I just want to make sure it's not one of those doors where if we let it shut, we're now hosed. Oh, you can take a turn to determine it. for sure. Let's okay, take a turn real quick before we end. Yeah. Okay. You can. Yeah. yeah. It looks like you can still get out. Okay. Good now, call, Mike. Good, very good call. Uh, you know immediately that when you see the writing on the myth, the mythic writing, okay, um, that uh, a pentarch is uh, uh, that rings a bell because the same title is still used in the imperial military today. Um, a pentarch is the commander of a pentarchia, which is a, a legion of. Um, uh, within a legion, it is a unit of 50 men. Okay. okay. Would it so, appear that Marius Tricodor might be the Pentarch? No, he's an Imperator. He's an Imperator, right? Right. Yeah, Mar- so Marius was like, a, some, like the, the ultimate commander, like the, you know what I mean? Like the. This is going to be some of sort of sub commander or whatever that let down his men in some way, shape, or form. Now, yeah. the interesting thing so, John, can we determine. If the construction of this chamber and the furnishings that are within date the Marcus Tricordor time period and not the ancient Thothian temple? Uh, that's a good question. I don't want to give you the wrong information. Give me one moment. While he's uh, looking that up, I, I wonder I wonder if these guys who were pissed were the same guys who were with Anaximander's group. Um, right. Remember, like they came much later. I'm just, and they all died. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They, like would, they would be pissed that they were sent here. Yes. So, what what are you asking about the age of Gorn? Sorry. I'm trying to determine, John, if the construction of this part of the dungeon, yeah, dates from the time period of Marcus Tricordor or later, or is it part of the ancient Thothian temple complex? So uh, it is. Uh, it's actually both. Uh, so just to be clear, the the Thothian complex is is about around the same age as Marius Tricodor, and we're talking centuries, rough centuries here. All right, yeah. Because there was um, the Arcantian stuff. There's like the original conquest which Marius oversaw, right? Like way back in the day, like a long time ago, thousands of years ago, right? Um, and then the the most recent Arcantian incursion into Ardenvul was was Adrianic's failed expedition and that happened 250 years ago so that was not too long ago right okay um, but still with it was still past anyone's living memory you know what I mean um, and now yeah. this is the third attempt to sort of go deep into the halls it's like the establishment of Gosterwick and all that sort of stuff and, and hiring adventures and things like that you know what and I mean? that I mean. and that failed expedition that was the one that Anaximander an Anaximander was, was right? part of correct yes so okay. to answer your question Gorn this is uh right in line with the time of Marius Tricotor um and the Thothian priesthood do the one furnishings match that yes sorry David 
Go ahead. No, you're okay. I just I wanted to wedge in one one last one last thing. One last question for John before we wrap. Hmm. I cannot recall what is the elevation from Gosterwick to the top of the plateau. Uh, oh, it's like seventeen hundred feet or so. Yeah, it's huge. Okay. Yeah, okay. massive. Yeah. huge. Yeah. So uh, the door here walks right out to the lake there and goes to Gosterwick. Well, I mean, you just we don't know where Clementia's asylum was. Yeah. We could be and the ground you, you have statesmen who are like secretly going to like a temple that maybe to again, I think Mike's point had plebeians entering it, right? Observing, et cetera, et cetera, or legionnaires. It's entirely possible we're at the base. I it's it's interesting to consider for sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, cool. So we we'll leave it there room? with the deciding on what you yeah, guys want to do. Room, please, please. Yeah. You Sorry. should make that uh, door open, uh, Ted, because that is basically completely destroyed. Um, uh, oh, okay. Leaving out into the chamber, but uh, but yeah, interesting stuff. I was uh, not expecting you to actually find that secret door, so um, we will pick it up there next time and see what they end up doing down in this brand new level. Two levels in one day. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, so we're gonna be like Dell Five before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is uh, you. Well, you've been watching 3D6 down the line. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. We are the most criminally underwatched actual play on the internet. So please do us a favor and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and we will all see you next time. Until that time, have a great week, everybody. Bye now. Yeah. Thank you, John.